welcome back to the Monolith Filmcast, the film arm of the Monolith Podcast Network, where we discuss news, reviews, and this week, summer booze. So grab a brewski, folks, because it's going to be a good one. That was a fat rip. <laughs> uh, I'm your host, Isaac. I'm Jake. I'm Ethan. Yeah, this week we are talking about summer horror. Uh, we're going to hop around between a couple of uh, genre tropes and themes, I would say, different kind of sections of what we consider to be horror in the summertime. But before we get to that, let's talk about some news this week. Today it's Matt LeBlanc's birthday. Matt LeBlanc. He's from Friends. Friends? Okay, so that guy. He's in Charlie's Angels, right? Happy he's Joey. Yeah, I think it's Joey. Joey. Happy birthday, Matt. <laughs> as, of, as of recording, which is not the day this posts. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Big news. Another latest development. We did it, everybody. We did if it. You, if, you're part of, if you're part of this listenership, pat yourself on the back. It was an uphill journey, but we did it. Tenant is shelved indefinitely for the time being. We couldn't have done it without you, Mm-mm. honestly. So. We we want to thank the people who uh, were pounding on Christopher Nolan's windows all night. Sending letters. Mm-hmm. Sending letters to your congressman. Mm-hmm. Big news there. Yeah. I'm fine with Tenet being delayed for the meantime. Mm-hmm. I'm fine if they want to put it out everywhere else, too. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. If it goes out internationally. They have said that uh, they have, because there was a rumor for a minute that it was going to go to HBO Max as like an exclusive. And the producers said, they said, fuck no. Yeah, they said, we have no intention of making it a streaming film. So, which, fine. which means that they're not even going to do video on demand. But I really think that all, what, it, it's going to get to a certain point that they are going to release it internationally. And then no one in America is going to get to see it till next year. Honestly, I think that should deserve. happen too. Because kind of what we mentioned already on a couple episodes ago when we were talking about it is I think... Uh, yeah, this, this is not good. No. I'm going to try something <laughs> in a second. Um, I want to try some. Go ahead. I think it would be good for America to see other countries doing stuff and having fun so they can realize that they need to start doing their part in this pandemic you know yeah that's true i think that the stupidity and uh i don't want to try ill the ill planning goes a little beyond that i think they're i don't think it'll do it though you know what i mean i don't yeah. think tenant will be the thing to make them be like yeah i don't think tenant is like the defining like what would cause the uprising in america to everybody to open if anything to it. I just all the people a... in america are just gonna be mad at christopher nolan now they're like what the hell or they're just yeah, gonna be true. like or the people who are already against it are gonna be like see all these other countries opening it's a hoax yeah <laughs> why can't we open they all did it it's fine it's a hoax here and God, like, that's ah. embarrassing yeah it's it so is embarrassing. embarrassing for us <laughs> um, <laughs> other than tenant being delayed donald glover is gonna reply reprise his role as lando Calrissian, is that how you say it? Calrissian. Calrissian. Lando. He's gonna be Lando again at some point in Disney's Star Wars series, which is uh, cool. Yeah, he was the best, the part, best part of Solo. Mm-hmm. And Man, uh, Solo was bad. And I love the Mandalorian, so I feel like they've they've proven they can do TV shows. Mm-hmm. So a Lando TV show sounds sounds good to me. I I hope I it has Donald a little Glover. more. I just hope it's not. I I don't know. I think it'll be interesting to see who ends up directing it. Yeah, I'm sure they'll. I'm sure they'll do the same thing with Mandalorian, where they just get a swath of that's true cool. Directors. I guess I guess somewhere. I mean, like if they're gonna get someone like as big as like John Favreau, but to like show run for right. the Lando series, that'd be pretty cool. That'd Ryan cool. Johnson, see, Ryan Johnson, that would be that cool. Would be... I would be down for that. <laughs> I don't think that would happen. Yeah, I was like, I don't, I don't know if they'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they probably won't do that. 
Um, I love Ryan Johnson. I love Ryan Johnson also. <clears throat> Other movies that have been delayed. I mean, this is like pretty pretty stale news. I feel like every week's like, oh, guess what's delayed? But the one tweet that I saw that kind of hit close to home, where I was like, damn, that is weird. Conjuring three, same. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, the French Dispatch got pulled, oh, yeah. which I was like, oh, okay. I was like, ex- I mean, like I was gonna. See I forgot it that was even was happening. Like, honestly, yeah. I was gonna see it because I'm gonna see the new Wes Anderson movie, yeah, but obviously. it's not like I was necessarily stoked to see that one. Yeah. But someone's tweet was saying that I saw said like if we were in a not COVID world we would have seen Tenet last week and French Dispatch this weekend that'd be a really good week and I'm like that is weird to think about <laughs> uh, same with Mulan I think Mulan is also indefinitely pulled yeah. for now Dune Dune is still on the charts that's the, that's the big one for me once Dune gets delayed that's when I'm gonna be really sad that's my I, most anticipated movie yeah I think that that's gonna be the funniest thing is when I'm like it's because they're not gonna. The thing is with with some of these movies too is like let's say Dune gets pulled. When's it supposed to come out? December. December. If Dune gets pulled from that December release, they're not gonna release it next May. They're gonna release it next December. Yeah. Like they're still gonna they're still gonna put it in another awards section. Yeah. Which I'm fine with. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Me too. Maybe we can see it at TIFF. That's true. TIFF That'd be next very year. Cool. At least we social have, distance TIFF. At least we have Dune Eternal. Was I didn't that game? Play it. Was that game better than the first one? Yeah, I love that game. That just that game kind of just came and went, huh? No. Yeah, I, no one talks about that game anymore. It was really overshadowed by Animal Crossing oh, yeah. New Horizons, just like I predicted. Well, I, I'm be. talking about it. Apparently, this is the first time I've heard you mention it in a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but you're right, you are talking about it. Yeah. That's true, it's on your mind. The other new one that's like, uh, not not huge news, but I'm mildly excited about it. Apple TV has gotten Werner, or Werner Herzog's new documentary, Fireball. Is it? So is it? Cool. Did I just misread a tweet, or is the documentary about himself? I think he's in it, but I'm pretty sure. Well, the thing is, is what he usually does is he'll do like a real, like a narrative movie, and then he'll be filming a documentary at the same time. And so cool. I know that a while ago he did something with volcanoes. So I think it's like the documentary of whatever that is, or it's just that same documentary like volcanoes. about volcanoes. Yeah, it looks pretty interesting. Remember the Bill Nye episode about volcanoes? Um, I think so. That's pretty he cool. He jumps in it, doesn't he? I think so. He jumps yeah. in it. <laughs> I think he jumps in it. But that's cool. I and mean, it's cool it's coming to Apple TV. We'll get to stream that. God, Apple TV kind of sucks. Oh, yeah. No. I, I haven't watched a single... Like that... What was the TV show that, with Steve Carell and Jennifer Aniston? The morning show, something like that. Yeah. Morning news or whatever. I never yeah, watched that. Never watched that. I started watching The Raven's Banquet. Is that the one with Jason Momoa? No, that's the... That's the... It's Always Sunny people... And Rob that, that one wasn't very good. Yeah, Rob McElhaney. Yeah. But I've heard they did like a they did a social distancing episode uh-huh. where, where it was all on Zoom, mm-hmm. and and everyone was saying that was like the best, the See, best stuff. That, that is hilarious. Seems, that seems really interesting. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know if I would like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't buy it. I want to watch it though. The one thing that was like a Zoom meeting that I saw this week that was like, oh, that was kind of funny. I guess was that Scott Pilgrim crew yeah that was cool and they yeah they did like a full table read over zoom and it, was, mm. it was kind of funny i didn't I watch the whole thing funny. i just watched like the clip where he was like bread makes you fat yeah. but michael was pretty funny. sporting that facial hair he's sure trying his best it makes me really <laughs> uncomfortable i like michael sarah i hope he's doing all right i love sarah he seems all right did you guys ever listen to the michael sarah jonah hill 824 podcast Probably yeah that was episode. a good that was a really, good episode yeah, really good they're both just like auteurs now <laughs> he's like oh man i saw you at broadway he's like yeah i know i saw you i saw you at the the phantom of the opera <laughs> like just like jesus guys their friendship is really sweet too i they're, like how they talk to each other they're very it's cool very endearing it's been a slow week so yeah it has been a slow week i'm okay with that honestly i'm surprised every week isn't a slow week the only news really is 
movies getting announced or movies getting delayed. Yeah, honestly, I think and I might I don't just take, start. I don't take the announcements with more than a grain of salt, because it's like, what, when are you going to film this? But my other thing, too, is I'm like, I... I'm never... Maybe I'll just stop even talking about the delays because I'm never surprised by it. Yeah. The, the next... The, the ten, next time Tenet was mention, the only big one. Right. Well, that was, was kind of dictating everything exactly. else. Exactly. And because they were trying to hardline against the deadline, basically. Yeah. I think once we hear our first officially pulling from, like, all 2020 releases, that'll be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. You know what, though? St. Maud still hasn't said anything, right? Well, they're they're just they're just indefinite, too. They're just kind of in the Oh, ether. okay. So are they not going to come play at the drive-ins anymore, then? I don't think so. Hmm. That sucks for the drive-ins. It does. Although Dave Franco's directorial debut just came to the drive-ins, which isn't getting very good reviews. Yeah. I'm right. not going to watch it. Not not much curb appeal to go drive up to see the new Dave Franco movie. Shout out Alice and Brie, Jump Street. Yeah, true. That would be cool. <laughs> I'd watch that. <laughs> it's like an Airbnb horror movie, which sounds just interesting, but apparently it's not very good. I thought you said Air Bud for a second. It's an Air Bud movie. I was like, Air Bud a horror. new Air Bud horror movie? <laughs> <laughs> what did you guys watch this week that wasn't summer horror? I watched Following, which is Christopher Nolan's first movie. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a fucking student film that got a Criterion release. It's pretty cool. Is it good? Yeah, it's really good. Mm, cool. I need uh, to watch that. Really good. Really cool. There's lots of There's lots of little pieces of you can see where he what he would grow into the main the not the main character but one of the main characters is named Cobb which mm-hmm. is interesting little inception easter egg or opposite yeah but we'll talk about that more because we're doing a Christopher Nolan episode mm-hmm. next week and then uh I watched Close Encounters of the Third Kind which is the alien movie directed by Steven Spielberg and it was pretty meh it was like it was it was cool and, like, you can tell, like, Steven Spielberg knows how to direct. Right. This is his follow-up to Jaws. Uh, he had a huge budget for this one. And it's cool. It's it's good. It's just, like, it's pretty precocious. It's pretty up. It's 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 kind of weird because it's like, man, this early in your career, you were already pretty up your own ass, huh? Yeah. It's really, know. like, it's really He was already ass. like, I guess I'm Steven fucking Spielberg. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, like, they're, like... I mean, for anyone who hasn't seen it, they're they're friendly aliens too, which is like I don't care about friendly aliens. That but do much. you see them? Yeah, there's 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 two different aliens. One of them is terrifying looking, uh-huh. but then the other ones are like those are just kids with <laughs> alien masks on. <laughs> Have you ever heard of a movie called Fire in the Sky? Oh yeah, I love that movie. See, That's terrifying. Yeah, that movie, but it doesn't really have very much alien stuff until the end. But like the whole end part where he's awake in like that limboy, that part is terrifying. pretty terrifying. Yeah, yeah. same I with think... Fourth Kind. It's kind of a goofy <clears throat> movie, but it's pretty scary. <laughs> that uh, Fire in the Sky and Under the Skin have pretty similar vibes. Under the Skin is pretty scary. We'll have to do a, we'll have to do like a extra terrestrial episode extraterrestrial horror we're not watching et and no close ET? encounters no it's friendly aliens <sighs> that's true friendly aliens super eight friendly we aliens. also can include ridley scott alien we can mention him but that could have its whole yeah, own episode also have, that's true we gotta add that to the doc. i like how the first i like how the first half of every single episode so far has us been planning out future episodes <laughs> <laughs> then i watched Friday the 13th which we'll talk about in a yep. few weeks not good uh, then I watched this psychedelics documentary on Netflix, which was interesting. It was pretty much just celebrities telling their stories. Yeah, what's and it that has one called? Have a good trip. That's right. Okay. And like it got it's every person on Letterboxd hates that hates it, and it's just like everyone's just like, I don't care about your dumb trip celebrity. But I thought it was pretty fun. It was like Sarah Silverman telling about the first time she got high on acid, running around New York. Sting is in there. Donovan is in there. I love Donovan. It was pretty. <laughs> 
What? I think the funniest thing to me about the negative reviews is I'm like, why did you watch it? Though? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's it, it is like exactly it was... what it sets out to be, exactly. which is just like interviewing celebrities about their... And it's not like it was advertised as something different. It's yeah. not like it was advertised as like a scientific documentary about psychedelics and Educating then it was, ended up just being celebrities talking. It's like, well, why did you think yeah. that then? <laughs> uh, it was It was all right. I yeah psychedelics interesting then I watched Monty Python and the Holy Grail mm. I have a lot to say about this movie I grew up growing up in being Mormon in Salt Lake this movie was just everywhere yeah. everyone loves the this references movie. it is but a scratch and it's like it totally goes hand in hand that kind of humor is perfect for Mormons mm-hmm. <laughs> so I watching that I, I was really excited to watch it because I thought it would really hold up because I haven't seen it since I was a kid but watching I'm like oh yeah this is like this isn't my kind of humor. It's just no. like, it's kind of, it's it's pretty, it, it would be very, it's really easy to get annoyed in that movie. There are some funny parts, but it's it's an annoying movie mostly. But what is cool about it is it was, you can, t- you can tell it's made with a lot of care. Everything is shot on location. Mm-hmm. It's always, the atmosphere is really, really cool. Yeah. Like, it's always foggy and they're always running through the English forest. They're just in dingy castles. All the costume design, all the set design. It's really contrasted with the humor. It's just in two completely different areas. So it was it was fun to watch, but I don't think it was very... I probably won't watch it again. Yeah. It just makes me want to watch Green Knight whenever that fucking comes out. When I watched um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail for the first time, I was pretty... I, I don't really know what I was expecting from it necessarily, but it was not what I wanted it to be like it's fine and there's a couple pretty funny parts i guess like i, I but like that, the there's whole... like there's a joke every five seconds too yeah. so it's easy to get some funniness in there yeah and it's also just like the one thing i think that's kind of lost on me is i'm not super big into like british humor at all like i uh what's that show with that ugly green guy old greg or whatever old greg whatever that show is that the was mighty like, boosh yeah that was like a show that people were always like oh my god you and i every time that someone would show me something from it i was like i don't get it i like, feel like there's two different there's two different ends of the spectrum to british humor because there is some really funny british humor but then there's yeah there's a lot there's most of it's like monty python and yeah. mighty boosh and and i also just don't really didn't really much care for uh, monty python because i it just reminded me way too much of my like ninth grade english teacher yeah, and i was like yeah, yeah, yeah no i don't want to be yeah. <laughs> watching I do, this i do feel like the good side of the of the british humor spectrum is probably like uh hot fuzz yeah, yeah i think hot just fuzz any, is any like movie Edgar Wright Edgar Wright. Yeah, yeah exactly old office stuff mm-hmm. except for uh, baby driver i didn't like baby driver i don't think that's british humor that's true that's for his first american accent movie right I, yeah i guess yeah i was about to say scott pilgrim but that's canadian so yeah <laughs> yeah I, Monty Python if you, I've heard it's it's like one of those movies that's like you, I think you watch it because it's like a classic but it's it's I just was it probably helps out. if you're high or drunk or with people but I watched it mm-hmm. alone at work and yep. I was not I wasn't cracking up too much but really cool atmosphere and you can tell it was made by people who like it yeah. was made with care looks which like I, a lot which of fun to make yeah yeah and then um, I watched Airplane which is better than Monty Python but it wasn't my thing specifically. It was kind of, it was all right. Mm-hmm. Seven, solid seven. And then I watched The Wicker Man, which we'll talk about, and then Inception, which we'll talk about next week. Yep. Jake, did you watch anything else? Uh, yeah, so outside of Summer Horror, I just watched stuff we're going to be talking about in the future. So some Friday the 13th, uh, and Inception, and Jaws were really the only thing outside oh, yeah. of Summer Horror that I watched. So can't really say much about it because we're going to dive into those later. in later episodes. Yeah. But 
I watched kind of the same thing. I watched. See, here's here's my thing. I can we can decide when we want to talk about them. I watched at least one movie that was originally on my summer horror list. That post me watching it, I said no. This is summer horror. Yeah, Kangaroo Jack. <laughs> no. Um, so I'll save it and we can get to it later because I think it'll be part an interesting discussion to see why we think or don't think it is summer horror. All right. But I did watch Zodiac. Rewatched that. Great movie. Great movie. Pretty. It's like it's, every time I watch it, it's like just scary and it's I don't know. That's one of those movies that's like that's a long movie and I'm I love how long that movie is. Some yeah. movies don't need to be that long. That movie could even be longer. You know, it's a super interesting thing that I saw that I was like, wow, that's pretty badass. Uh, so like the script, because like that book is that book is pretty long and there's a lot of information into it in it. So it's like. People were kind of curious how they were going to really make it into a movie. And I feel like for the most part, David Fincher kind of like hits it out of the park to stuff that much information in that movie. And I honestly am surprised it's not a full three-hour long movie. Like, I'm like, if that movie had come out in 2020, it would just be three hours. Like, I don't think that they would mess around with the two hours and 25 minutes or whatever. But the script was so long for that movie, and they wanted David Fincher to cut some of the script because they were like, it's too long, and the runtime's going to go too long. And he refused to cut any of the script, so uh, he just made the actors talk really fast <laughs> so they can get through the script faster. And I was it like, works. That's, that's pretty sweet. It works yeah. pretty good. <laughs> Makes the whole movie feel very like frantic and, yeah. and like, oh, gosh. Really and, good cast in that movie. Oh, yeah. And then I, I saw someone talking about like how, like, how scary the line is where he... Uh, have you seen Zodiac? Mm-hmm. Um, when he... He goes to that guy's house who is, like, the poster person. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, yeah, well, your friend writes on these posters. He's the one that makes them. And then, and then that guy <laughs> says, like, I'm the one that makes these posters, Mr. Grayson. And then he just stops talking. And that part is, like, makes my heart, like, sink. It's pretty <laughs> yeah. freaky. But that's a good movie. I, it holds movie. up. Every time I rewatch it, I'm like, I we got to do a David Fincher episode. Oh, yeah. We got to do a Mindhunter episode, too. Mindhunter is good. <laughs> I, I'm sad about Mindhunter season three maybe coming back one day. When it does, though, Bong Joon-ho is going to direct an episode. That'll be sweet. That'll I would be love sweet. that. That'll be really cool. Ooh, that'll be really cool, actually. So, Zodiac, shout out to Zodiac. It's great. Shout out. I watched Kangaroo Jack for the first time in maybe 15 years, I think. Not very good. Well, no. But it, it's like it's not good, no. But it's interesting. It's kind of, it, it is a bummer that the kangaroo doesn't talk much because the, right, the, the yeah. commercials made it seem like he was going to talk a lot. So that's, that's the only reason I ever saw that movie. I was going to say, it's funny that you mentioned that. Like, yeah, no, Kangaroo Jack's not good. I'm not going to shit on it too much because I'm like, well, yeah, it's not, it's a kid's movie. It's <laughs> so like, whatever. And I loved the movie when I was a kid. I thought it was hilarious. But there, there's a reason that he doesn't talk that much. And there's a reason that it was. Because he's a kangaroo? Well, no, but there's a reason it was marketed that way for huh. kids. Because originally the script for Kangaroo Jack was an R rated movie. That was just supposed to be like a mobster movie with Christopher Nolan, or not Christopher Nolan, uh, Christopher Walken. Hell yeah, that's and, cool. And like all this stuff, and then like the kangaroo stole their 50 grand, and like that was like what the whole thing was about. Wow. And then like they filmed like a test screening for it, basically, and like the producers didn't like it. So they were like, you should do this. And they basically reworked the whole script, remarketed the entire thing towards kids. It had all the king, the what talking a, kangaroo lady. stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and then, and then he doesn't talk it. And you can really tell. Cause like when you, I don't know when the last time you watched kangaroo Jack is, but like there is a lot of adult humor in, in that movie that really? I was like, geez, I'm surprised they're making these jokes <laughs> or maybe I'm just noticing them a lot more, but yeah, it's That's pretty cool. Not great, but it was funny to rewatch it and just be like, Oh yeah kangaroo jack i remember him how's the cgi is it it's honestly really impressive really like, considering like that kind of movie came out in 2003 
God. There's parts where they use a real kangaroo and like show him hopping around and stuff. But there are parts where like when the kangaroo is completely CGI and he's singing and dancing, it looks like. Eh. But when they're just like having, I don't know if you remember the part where they run him over and then they're taking pictures with the yeah. dead body and then he comes to life <laughs> and he's like screaming. It like it doesn't look necessarily real, but it's decent considering it's 2003 and the budget of the movie. I was That's like, interesting. Surprised that this doesn't look way 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 worse. Kangaroos are interesting animals. Yeah, they're kind of gross and scary. Yeah, when you think about it, that's a weird animal. Really mm-hmm. strong. What are those, marsupials? Yeah, marsupials. Insane. And then other than that, we watched Inception, <laughs> but that's a Nolan. A Nolan joint. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that next week. On my birthday. Birthday episode next week. Bring everyone, your everyone send in your presents. <laughs> <laughs> send it, Send it, Our DMs are open. Send us your presents. Send us your, your send criterion yeah. gift codes. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're ready to dive into it. How we're going to structure this one is summer. So summer horror, a brief, a brief introduction yeah, let's to talk what about that means. What we yeah. consider. So for me, I think there's two definitions for summer horror that can kind of be interchangeable. And sometimes you get a little more lean with one than the other. But basically, how I would consider summer horror is a horror movie or a scary movie that takes place during summertime, Mm -hmm. or if not that, a horror movie that gives off the feeling of summer. So a very hot, like a very hot, sweaty movie. Mm -hmm. I find myself more in the, it takes place in the summer, because I feel like those two kind of go hand in hand more often than I find a movie that's not in summer but feels hot. Mm-hmm. So that's how I would consider summer horror. You got your your summertime slashers. You've got your folksy horror. You got your creature features. Cabin movies. That's its whole own subgenre. My favorite ones. See, I think this is. Then this is the point of contention. I think. <laughs> I think. So we'll save. Ca- we'll save cabins. Right, right. You want to dive into cabins right now? Well, I, I, no. You will, we'll go at your okay, pace. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, exactly. So we'll, so keep cabins on the back burner, and then from that, there's just like your miscellaneous. You got your vampire movies sometimes, and da 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 da. For me personally, I think the biggest summer horror when I think of summer is slasher horror in the summertime. Yeah. Jake, what would you consider summer horror for you? It kind of depends for me. I have a hard time, honestly, kind of differentiating between certain aspects of a summer horror movie and a Halloween horror movie. Mm -hmm. For me, it's mostly just, it really depends for me if I feel like the movie is really leaning into a fall feeling, kind of like we talked about if something feels hot or something is taking place during summer. More so for me, I'm fine if a summer horror movie takes place in the fall, as long as it's not super leaning into it. Like, if I see some trees without leaves on them, that's fine. But Mm -hmm. if I see a movie and there's orange leaves everywhere, we've got... Uh, we've we've got some some pumpkins. turkey decoration. Yeah, exactly. We got <laughs> yeah. not turkeys, but yeah, we got pumpkins. We got we got orange everywhere. Right. Yeah. That's not like, summer. Okay, that's, that's a fall. Halloween. Movie. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It, but see, that's funny to me too, because there's a couple movies that take place during summer but feel more like fall movies. I can agree with that. Like for example, uh, it follows. I saw a lot of people considering It Follows a summer movie, and at first I was like, I don't think so at all. And then I thought about it, and I was like, I guess that movie is in the summer. They go to the beach, and they They're swimming swim in and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But when I think about that movie, that movie does not feel like summer yeah. at all. That it feels, feels like a like fall a, thing. Absolutely. And it feels like, and I, I think it works really well. It feels like a, I think another big like deciding factor to me, too, is how many scenes are during the daytime. Mm. Yeah, that's a good I, That's a good point. I think like a daytime, I think daytime horror and summer horror kind of go hand in hand for mm-hmm. me. All the scariest parts of It Follows are in the dark, and they just feel like October. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. See, for me, I actually feel like It Follows is more of a summer movie. Specifically because, like, the most memorable parts of that movie are, like, the parking garage, uh, which That's true. is She's very summer, summer nighty to me. Mm-hmm. Later on when they're on the beach, and there's one of them following them on that beach, and they're yeah. all, like, in bikinis or swimming around, they're hanging yeah. out. And the pool scene, I guess. But, yeah, the pool scene and stuff like that. But I, I get what you mean, especially, like... 
there's a there's a scene with like a really tall guy that walks through a door frame. Ugh. Also, just one of the scariest things I've ever seen yeah. in my life. But also that those scenes particularly, and then she leaves the house and she mm-hmm. goes to that park and stuff. That stuff feels Halloweeny to me. I think it. I think for me, it's more so that uh, the music carries a, a very That's October fair. like. Oh, yeah, it's woo! like it's very Halloween. Yeah. To John Carpenter specifically, Halloween. yeah, exactly. Very that. That that also that's interesting because that also goes hand in hand. I watched this video essay about it follows where they're like, part of the reason this movie is so interesting is because you can't tell when it takes place. There's a lot of weird yeah. retro elements. There's a lot of weird modern, modern elements, weird futuristic elements, and so I feel like the whole you can't tell what season it's in. You can't that's tell true. if it's future, past. It's just all this kind of weird, uncomfortable. Mm. Place. Yeah, that's true. That you mentioned that because I think early on there's a scene where they are swimming in like a like a blow up pool in the backyard, mm-hmm. and and they're swimming in that. But then the scene following right after that, they're walking down the street, and she's wearing like a coat, smoking a cigarette. Yeah. Mm. So I think you're right. It probably is on purpose. The whole that whole movie feels like it's, it's on a different planet or something yeah. in general. That's a good movie. That's a, a great movie. <laughs> That's an interesting way to think about it. I've never thought about that before. That's yeah. actually pretty cool. The weirdest thing is the weirdest because, like Ethan said about how like the the confusing time stuff. I know we're kind of going off on a tangent on then follows, <laughs> but it is it is really interesting. Where I notice it most is she has this like phone that looks like a shell, the clamshell, yeah, oh, yeah. weird touchscreen thing. Yeah, and it's like a weird. It's a touchscreen <laughs> phone, so it's like a modern phone. But then they're only ever watching like old, old black and white movies mm-hmm. on TV. Mm-hmm. And like I was just like, I don't know. It's and their cars are always kind of old, yeah. and they dress like mixed decades. It's it's pretty interesting. Yeah, shell phone. And honestly, same thing too with Nightmare on Elm Street. There's a couple of those movies that probably take place in the summertime, but those don't. Those are like Halloween yeah. movies for sure. Yeah. Like, so that's what I mean. It's like. There's, there's there's exceptions to the rules, and there's even ones where I would bend it to include fall or spring. What about you? How would you consider summer horror? So I have a weird I have a weird thing about how I consider all my horror movies. Uh-huh. I have I have my winter horror movies. Okay. I have my spring horror movies. I have my summer horror movies. I have my fall horror movies, and I do not like to mix those. Interesting. And, uh, Can so, I ask you for an example of <clears throat> spring horror? Spring horror. Spring horror is just kind of more. Uh, it's like I guess spring horror more fits into. If it's not really, if if it doesn't fit anywhere else, okay, I consider okay. it spring so like horror kind of extra ones. Yeah. Okay. Or if it's like really rainy, then that's more mm, spring okay. to me. I can see that. Uh, winter horror movies being like The Shining, anything mm-hmm. like that, because I just really like to soak in whatever, especially in fall time. Yeah, I, I, I cannot watch a fall movie any other time of the year. Mm-hmm. It feels so wrong. I'm just getting <laughs> myself excited for yeah, nothing. Exactly. Uh, so yeah. So for me, just sor- summer horror movies. I, I made a list at the beginning of the summer that I've just been working through the whole time. Uh, pretty much just movies set in summer or movies that have that are like about camping, about cabins, about or stuff like Jaws and Jurassic Park where it's like or Close Encounters where it's like big blockbustery stuff. Right. Uh, I like mo- I like my alien horror in summer. I don't like mixing my aliens into fall time. I think that's that's true. Yeah. I think it's a weird it's a weird mix for me. I prefer my aliens in the summer, so I watch all my alien movies in the summertime. So yeah, that's I have I have but at then at the same time there's some movies that like Evil Dead, it's like it's in a cabin, but it doesn't really look like summer and right. they are dressed warm. So it's like well, a weird in between space. And see that's I think this is probably per- a perfect time for it. The movie that I watched that I was like, Oh yeah, that's a summer movie and then after I watched it I was like, No, this is a Halloween movie regardless of the time of the year, was Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, that movie's just an homage to all horror. So right. it's, it's hard mm-hmm. It's hard to watch that in summer. But yeah, the second half of that movie, when they actually like do go underground and stuff, I'm still down to talk about Cabin in the Woods because I loved it. I gave it yeah. a 10 on my most recent rewatch. Love that movie. Um, 
when they do go underground from then on i'm like i can feel this is summer and there's even certain little scenes like where i'm like okay this is summer horror when when uh chris hemsworth and the um i can't remember the actress's name when they go out into the woods and they're like making out and they're like turning up the heat and the pheromones and stuff mm-hmm. I was like i guess that's summer <laughs> but like for the most part it's dark and it feels like and i think the reason i didn't think it was summer is because like evil dead was a really good example where like i was like yeah i can see evil dead being a like a summer horror movie and then we even started watching the beginning and i was like oh this is definitely a fall movie actually because there's leaves everywhere yeah. and they're yeah. all wearing coats and then it gets even worse because do you know when that movie takes place when on their spring break oh what the fuck <laughs> so I'm, like, I'm like this movie doesn't make any so I'm like, if you, i guess you it's can all over call the damn place it, yeah you can call it summer because if you do it's actually in fall minus when it's supposed to be spring i guess that equals summer that's kind of like uh halloween because halloween the original one was shot in summer in California, right. and they did not even try to hide that. That's true. But it is like feels it's, fall. It's supposed to be yeah. set. Sometimes they'll they, they empty leaves out on the lawns, but that's like the most effort they yeah, go to. Exactly. It's even called Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. So that that movie's kind of all over the place. The thing for me is, I just consider Cabin in the Woods a summer movie, just because I I consider I I I group camping in with that. That's true. I never even so, thought about the camping element. Of yeah. It. So any any movie that has camping, unless there's snow on the ground, in my head, I'm like, that's I guess that's summer. Summer. I, I'd rather watch that in the summer. See, and that's even funny too, because like, camping is something that I associate with summer. But even then, when I think about that too much, I'm like, well, I don't know why, because camping in summer is the most miserable camping yeah. I've ever done. <laughs> like, I prefer to camp in the spring or fall. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like. So it's, yeah, but it's it's true. So like that's why I ended up I ended up taking Evil Dead and Cabin in the Woods off my list because I was like, okay, great movies, but for me I was like I don't get the summer vibes, and it wasn't even that like I like like I think like you said I I can see it, but the feeling it gives me doesn't feel hot especially, and I think that was my key thing was I was like I never feel uncomfortable by the heat in these movies. Yeah. My um, my thing mostly I I guess for the sake of the episode we're talking about summer horror, but for my personal preference when it comes to when I watch these movies, the less movies I have to watch in October the better. That's true. <laughs> so I if Evil Dead even if it was like oh it's October in the movie, I would right. still be like, well, I'm going to save it for summer just cuz I have too many movies to watch in October anyways. Those are I think those are perfect end of August beginning of September. Oh movies. yeah. I want to talk about Cabin in the Woods still though. Anyways, <laughs> I just loved that movie a lot. I I, I like when I first watched that movie, I was like, oh yeah, that, that was clever. I liked it. It was funny. And then like my second watch of it, I was like Oh, that's actually really... I, I, I understood it a lot more, but I don't know what it was on this most recent rewatch, but I was like, there's not a damn thing wrong with this movie. It's really like, good. It's just it's, it's kind of... it's it, it feels like the most modern day representation we have of Scream. Like, it's just... It's 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 talk it's taking all the tropes, it's paying homage to a lot of things. Oh, yeah. It's made with love, it's made with care, and... Yeah, they, they they hit they hit everything out of the park. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing yeah. all the actors are great, the writing's good, like all the story beats work. Yep. And it's and the the reason I also really like it is like honestly, I this is maybe controversial or not. It, I remember how we talked about how uh Happy Death Day wasn't the Scream movie it wanted to be. Mm-hmm. To me, Cabin in the Woods is the best self-aware horror since Scream. Definitely. And I gave it a higher score than Scream. Really? But the only reason, and I, 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 if you were to ask me which one is better, I'd probably go against my own rating and still pick Scream. Same. But I think the reason I gave Cabin in the Woods a higher score is because it's consistently entertaining the entire time. Oh, yeah. Like, even Scream has, like, a couple... I wouldn't say Scream gets boring, but there's a couple, like, just, like, extended periods where I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. like, they're just talking. But Cabin in the Woods is, like, pretty... 
nonstop. There's a there's a clever joke, even if it's small, like just and and that's the thing is every time I rewatch it, I like catch up on more things that are that were really confusing to me the first time, but then they're so much funnier when I rewatch it. Like one of the funniest bits that happens in the very beginning is when they like I, I also like how the characters are all smart. Like they're all mm-hmm. smart kids and they don't start getting dumb kids. until they like literally are like the one girl <laughs> they put they put dumb brain juice in her hair dye and so they make her a dumb blonde but she's like oh yeah i dyed my hair blonde and then she but she's actually like in pre-med or whatever and she's super smart but then slowly throughout the movie she just starts to act more and more dumb and the part's really funny where chris hemsworth shows up and he's like what are you doing with these and he like grabs her textbooks and then she's like he's like who who told you about these and she's like i learned it from watching you and, she runs, and it's just like so fucking funny i don't know that it's it's just a it's a hilarious movie the intro to that movie is great mm-hmm. it's just like a mundane it's really, conversation it's, yeah it's really unique yeah and, and those two those two characters uh work really well together that that whole the whole dynamic oh, yeah. in the bunker is really really fun and they're doing bets and stuff mm-hmm. like oh i just want to see the merman like yeah, all yeah. that stuff is really funny and i really liked how, too how they they even poke fun at like oh they're like on the screens like oh japanese have like their ghost movies basically like their their haunted <laughs> specter movies and then they show like indonesia and it's like like volcanic natural disaster movies and it was that was just like that's pretty funny it, it is it's like the whole movie is like a parody satire it's never making fun of something it's mm, like it's celebrating it. yeah exactly yeah. and it's just i think my least favorite part of that movie is the message at the end when the kid's kind of like yeah like maybe we should let all humans die and give the gods a chance like i was like okay no yeah <laughs> but especially because i feel like this movie like, like i feel like that's the most nihilistic part of this whole movie and none of the I, to me none of the, the yeah. rest of the movie feels that way and I don't even necessarily think that that's what they were trying to do. I think that they just really wanted to see the God hand come up. Which and is I awesome. love that part. Yeah, yeah, I like it too. And I know a lot of people hate that part. Oh, it's that's I a it was great cool. movie. Especially considering it. how wacky that movie gets. It's like, they can turn it up to 11. I don't mm-hmm. care. Like, they can keep going with whatever they want to do. The whole part when they're underground and you're... It's like, that and that part's just like literally where's Waldo of you trying to find references and be like, oh, that's cool. That's kind of like Hellraiser. Like, oh, that's mm-hmm. cool. That weird cyborg robot mm-hmm. alien. Like, oh, that unicorn. Like, just... And it's it. real. It's it's really violent. It's yeah. Really, it, it takes it takes advantage of the rated R rating. Oh yeah. They don't shy away from it. I love that. Mm-hmm. Lots of blood. Good movie. Good movie. Great movie. But not summer horror, in my opinion. I, it is. It is to me. It's yeah. You're right. But I watch it in summer just for yeah. the sake of it's just cabin. to have it's just to not movie. have to watch it in October, basically. Mm-hmm. But now I think this segues kind of well into our slasher section because where I do feel the cat uh, the camping theme come into play is in some of the classic slasher movies which is mostly friday the 13th and, and we don't have to spend yeah. too much time on it because we're gonna have a whole friday the 13th episode mm-hmm. but um that's that's where i can really feel that that summer camp basically Definitely. like where it's where, and a lot of it is in the day yeah and it's like daytime and, and even the kills that are at nighttime it's like no one's wearing coats uh we haven't i don't have you seen the 2009 remake yeah one of the best kills in the entire franchise is the sleeping bag above the fire. <laughs> yeah. And, I remember that one. Oh, it's a great one. Besides Friday the 13th, another camping slasher is Sleepaway Camp. Mm-hmm. Which is just like, why can't we get a good movie that's a, <laughs> I know, camping a camp slasher? <laughs> well, it's too late now, too, because it's like, well, you, like, it's like you're either ripping off Evil Dead or you're ripping off Friday the 13th. Yeah. And, and I think the thing that's so funny to me is a lot of people call Sleepaway Camp like one of the worst examples of a ripoff of Friday the 13th. And, and no doubt it is. But I'm also just like, 
but Friday the Thirteenth's not good. Yeah. So who cares if yeah. it's a rip if you're ripping off. off a bad movie? I I personally like Sleepaway Camp slightly more than Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. They're both the kills bad are movies. so much better. Yeah. And so Sleepaway the Camp a lot better. The, the worst part of Sleepaway Camp's the basically the politics surrounding the ending, mm-hmm. which we don't have to get too much into. There's way better people who can talk about like how they feel about the ending, and mm-hmm. and I'm personally kind of torn on how I think I know what the director intended, but I appreciate way more of how people have kind of flipped on its head and and then they appreciate it for the ending more now yeah but the movie itself up until that point the it's it's ridiculous and stupid and awful but the kills are great yeah (laughs) and i think it's more entertaining than fight the 13th fight the 13th is boring yeah that movie's boring oh yeah and it's oh there's like a few kills at the beginning and then a solid hour of nothing and then a few kills at the end. And there's some lame kills, too. Yeah. The so Kevin Bacon one's pretty there's good. There's the off-screen kills. Yeah. Those ones are pretty there's, lame. There's ones where you see someone get killed, and then, the, but the, the kill is off-camera. Like, you see their face, and they're like, Ugh, yeah. and they get stabbed in the gut. I'm like, what the hell is that? And that's also just like, damn, this old lady is strong as shit. <laughs> and then at the very end, she can't, she's, she's having such a hard time fighting the, the one Alice girl. Or whatever. It's like, man, you, you overpowered all these huge dudes pretty easily. <laughs> element of surprise, I guess. I think my favorite kill in Sleepaway Camp, there's... Is it the bully girl? Yeah, the shower one? Is that what you're thinking of? No, no. The bully girl is the curling iron. Ooh. The, the shower one, the one that's one of my favorites, is she's one of the camp counselors, and she's just kind of mean to mm. uh, Angela. Is that her name? Yeah. yeah. That she's kind of mean to Angela the whole time. There's a part where she's taking a shower, and she leans up against the wall, and the killer stabs their knife through the wall, like right into the top of her back, basically, and just slowly is like pulling it down. And it's it's like a ridiculous amount of strength kill, but <laughs> the visual, it's like a pretty simple one, and it's awful. Just mm. like, oh my god, thinking about how that would feel, ugh, makes me sick a little. Tom Savini elevates every movie he works Absolutely. on. Absolutely. The raft kill, I don't even know what the hell happens to him, really. Yeah. <laughs> The kid that Nonsense. gets killed in the like in the boat when they flip it over and the snake comes out of his that face. That's really cool. That's like Halloween season of the witch vibes. Yeah, I was yeah, like, oh, that's time. sweet. But what what was your favorite one? Uh, I really like the first one with like the pedophile guy and he gets all burned uh, up. That I hated that. One. That that, that kill is nonsense, but the the makeup is really yeah. really cool. Really, and really just makeup it. in that movie. Yeah, he definitely deserves it. Really impressive makeup in that movie, in my yeah. opinion. Like during those like really gory parts, even like with the kid who, when they flip over the raft and his like chunk of his mouth is gone and like right. his face is all nasty looking. I'm trying to think of some other ones that are really good in that one. I also really like the shower one. Yeah, the bees one is pretty funny. Bees one is cool. Oh yeah, the bees one's nuts. <laughs> I, the bees one, I was just like, that's a lot of fucking bees, man. Yeah. The the thing that's funny <laughs> to me about that movie though is like they kind of started off with like a gimmick right at the beginning with the pedophile guy, mm-hmm. where they're like, you, you don't feel bad for him because he obviously deserved it. Yeah. And we honestly see a lot more of him trying to be a pedophile than I was expecting. I hated it. It's uh, not subtle. No, it's very. But then, like the rest of the movie, kind of carries a theme of where like the bad people are getting killed. But I'm like, okay, yeah, but literally no one else deserves it. <laughs> they don't it's deserve. Okay. To They're just die. bullies. Yeah, like, I'm like, yeah, this this t- yes, this 13 year old girl is being mean to another 13 year old girl. I don't think that she should be smothered with a pillow and burnt to death with a curling iron. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that one's rough. Yeah, that one is pretty bad. Sleepaway Camp is. It's another. It's another one where I'm like, yeah, it's it's just not good, but it's it's fun. Yeah, it is fun. Yeah, I, I enjoyed watching it. It it just feels like it feels like it definitely it gave off more wet hot American summer vibes to me than Friday the Thirteenth ever yeah, does. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's also because that one. What I think that one does better than Friday the Thirteenth is, it's a full summer camp that's operating when all this is happening. Yeah, which whereas is cool. Friday the Thirteenth is like. Oh, it's every single movie's like, oh, we got to train for a summer camp, and no, we're not supposed to be here, but we're gonna do it anyways. And we're gonna open next week. Yeah. <laughs> Hope nothing goes wrong before then. 
then they really doubled down in the sequels of Sleepaway Camp. I don't think I'll ever watch any of those. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bother with those. Uh, not- another one like that is a uh, House of Wax. That one's out. Like they they travel out. They go camping. They're trying to go to some college football game, and then they just their car breaks down right. and they have to go. Have you seen House of Wax? A long time ago, the one with Paris Hilton. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Paris Hilton. That's a fun one. That it's kind of like it's kind of on the same level as like uh, Sleepaway Camp, I think, in terms of quality. But that one's a summer. That's yeah. a sor- summer horror movie for it's, sure. It's, it's definitely it's pretty a, fun. Yeah, it's definitely a shitty two thousands movie. Yeah, shitty teens having sex dying the the best kill that i can i don't even know if it's a kill because she definitely doesn't die and i don't even it might happen to paris hilton but it might happen to someone different there's a part where one of them is hiding in a car and there's like a little hole in the roof of the car yeah and for some reason she's like oh and she yeah (laughs) she puts her finger through the hole in the car and then they chop off her finger and like why did you put your finger in the hole like but yeah, the move that movie is just the idea is pretty freaky. Yeah, yeah. Some the, of the wax people are pretty scary. Yeah, that movie sucks just because it's like, man, there is a lot of potential in this yeah. idea, but they just it's not a good movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, w- I would like to see a remake at some point. That that's a movie if if you're just really desperate for some summer vibes yeah. horror, watch House of Wax. I think House of Wax itself is a remake of something else. There's also The Burning, which fits into that same thing summer camp horror but that's a terrible movie another summer camp one that well i don't know if i call it a summer camp movie but another like like i have a couple that i don't want to spend too much time talking about but i think we can include in them that i'll just kind of list off because i haven't even seen all these um funny games michael henneke movie i need to watch that it's it's not a camp movie and i don't know if you'd call it a it's more of a torture movie than a slasher movie right but it's in the summertime and it is terrifying and it's really cool there's one really cool gimmick that movie does that i love that's a good movie check it out if you haven't seen it it's on criterion Uh channel taurus trap what's that taurus trap is another like really small one that i like i've I've heard of we started watching it on shutter and it was playing in it was topping out at about 240p so i I couldn't do it (laughs) yeah it's it's got a really scary looking poster honestly reminds me a lot of reminds me a lot of house of wax and it's just it's a guy it's about like a killer guy who like kills people and then turns them into mannequins that's cool yeah it's kind of like house of wax and then wolf creek it's like an Australian outback horror movie. I've never seen it though. My mom, my mom showed me five minutes of that movie when I was like six, and it literally scarred me for a good six more years. Oh, uh, what is it about? I don't know. I just saw for the five minutes. There was one really terrifying visual, and I was, and then I was just like, whoa, nope, nope. <laughs> we might. Have That's to, gonna ruin me. We might have to watch that then. Here's one that I personally consider a slasher, and it's a hot summer movie for me. But I, I want to get your guys' opinions on it. Death Proof. Is that a slasher? I think so. See, I think some, I Mad feel like... Max, or not Mad Max. What the hell's his name? Kurt Russell? Kurt yeah. Russell. What's his character's Mad name? <laughs> oh. Uh, it's Death Proof. Oh, Stuntman Mike. <laughs> Stuntman Mike. There we go. Not Mad Max. <laughs> yeah, I guess that is a summer horror movie. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I definitely would. Like, all the like the costume design of that movie is just, like, t-shirts, short shorts. Plus, especially the whole, the whole last car chase part. And that's, the only that's just reason... not a scary movie to me. I guess that's my thing. Well, my that's thing like, is, is uh, it's, a, it's a really slow burn horror movie, but when it gets to be a horror... Because it, it, it was intended as a horror movie. It was part of the Grindhouse double feature with Planet really? Terror, hmm. which is, like, a zombie movie. 
and I think Death Proof is so much better. I think, honestly, Death Proof is the most underrated Quentin Tarantino movie. It's a lot of people's least favorite. I love it. I love it it's also. probably my favorite ending to a movie I've ever seen. Has a good ending. But, like, it's, it's, it is really slow, and there's not a ton of... For the most part, it's not horror until it becomes horror, and then they ramp it up. Like, the whole scene with Rose McGowan, where she, like, drives home with Stuntman Mike, and then, like, they're about to pull out of the parking lot. Oh, God, and he's like, that. all right, are we going left or right? And she's like, oh, I'm right. And he's like, well, like, I'm sorry there was a 50-50 chance and you're just going to have to start getting scared now. Like, that whole scene, terrifying. That yeah. part was pretty good. Uh, I think uh, the dialogue, too, especially in that movie, is just so memorable for me because of the delivery of it and just how scary it is. Like, that's yeah. a really good example. It's just like, it's scary to think of uh, what would have happened if she did say the other direction and how long that would have taken for him to get her, start yeah, getting basically, her scared. Yeah, basically, yeah. And yeah, just the confidence he has, like, having her completely, like susceptible to what whatever terror he's going to subject her to. Just, and that just, part's scary. And just how he kills her is pretty brutal. He just slams on the brake and she smashes her face on the, the dashboard. Yeah, and then where he does the kill where he, he does a head-on collision with the other car and it just keeps replaying it to mm-hmm. show how each person Every is getting death. killed. That's It's a it's a brutal, scary movie. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. The end is so good, though. Yeah. The end, I would consider more of the summer part and less of the horror part. That's where it gets way more just like action-y and thriller-esque. Yeah ends on a high i've never quite seen before but yeah for me that one's it's it's a small one but i would still consider it that's fair i think also just uh it's not super <clears throat> horrific i mean it kind of is in the beginning with how, what you were talking about like kurt russell's mo- like dialogue and stuff uh-huh. like that but i think the tension at the end is similar to that of like a like a horror thriller movie yeah like, and it's got a uh, mary elizabeth winstead mm-hmm. that's really cool yeah i, I like seeing her. her in that yeah i like that movie a lot good one yeah that's probably more of a summer horror than some of the ones i have then another one ethan that i kind of wanted you to talk to us a little more about because well i'll throw this one in here because it's just kind of a small one that's it's more of a comedy it's a horror comedy but i it's not really scary at all it's just really fun is tucker and dale versus evil oh yeah that's a really good one that is a good one i like that movie. um and then i guess if we're going with the camping vibe too this one isn't a slasher movie but it fits in with the summer camping vibe is cabin fever yeah, I need to see that. Gross movie. That yeah. is a disgusting I haven't seen movie. a single Eli Roth movie. I'd really like to at some oh, point. Man. At some point, Eli Roth... I don't know what the hell it is. I don't know what it is about Eli Roth where he's like a director where I, for some reason I thought to myself, like, I really like Eli Roth movies. And then every single time I rewatch an Eli Roth movie, I'm like, I hate this movie. <laughs> like, ugh. I think I got a bad taste in my mouth for Eli Roth because I like him. Like, I love him in Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. Him as um, an actor is really cool. Yeah, and like just his look, I'm like, hey, he looks cool. I want. He looks I'll, normal. Yeah, he looks like a guy. I'm like, it's I can hot. get behind whatever right. this guy's doing. And then the first movie I ever watched from him was Green Inferno. Oh, another summer horror, but absolutely yeah. atrocious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I really want to like him, but he, damn, does he make it hard? And I feel like also just I liked Hostel. See, I haven't seen Hostel yet, so I mean, I hope my opinion of him changes. But right now, it's just fucking Green Inferno, and I'm like, it's just gross. Yeah, like, I don't really care for it. But so yeah, Cabin Cabin Fever is a pretty scary. That's definitely summertime, nasty, nasty like vibe. There's some disgusting scenes in that movie. Have you seen Cabin Fever? Mm-mm. You can tell me about it though. The, it's basically just like there's like this virus killing them. It's like a like a flesh eating virus, and I don't know if it turns them into zombies or not. It just, like, eats their skin and makes them, like, horrifying looking, like, immediately. And there's a part where, ugh, there's, like, a kid. He's, like, walking across this bridge, and he sees, like, a body floating in the water. I think I actually water. did watch that scene with you yeah. once. Because I think, did you watch it, like, last year or the year before? Probably. Okay, I think and I watched like, that part with you. Yeah, and he's, like, leaning off a ladder, like, trying to poke it and see if they're alive. And then the ladder breaks, and he falls into the nasty... Virus water? Just virus. Ugh, it's, it's so bad. Yeah. It's so gross. I do remember that part. 
Um, the one I wanted you to talk to us a little more about, Ethan, because I think you're the only one that watched it, was I Know What You Did Last Summer. Oh, I love this movie. That's a summer horror movie. It's a summer slasher. Yeah. It's got it's got all the it feels like Scream in the sense that they get like the cast is just like a bunch of bunch of high schoolers and they're just dating and 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 having sex with each other and then something goes wrong. It's not it's nothing crazy new or good, but uh-huh. a, just a really really solid slasher. Very fun. Right. We got uh what's his name? Freddie Prince Jr. I love Freddie Prince Jr. The whole cast is good. We got Freddie Prince Jr., Jennifer Love Hewitt, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Like everyone's showing up, it's it's got some cool twists. It's but yeah, I mean it's no scream, but it's, right. it's pretty fun. Some Are essential you watch summer the viewing. Uh, Stephen told me that the sequel is good. The, the sequel, se- the, the the first sequel. He said that the I next st- one isn't very good. The, the second movie is called I Still Know What You Did Last Summer, right? Yeah, that's ridiculous. Stupid. I mean, <laughs> yeah, pretty dumb. But there's some there's some cool iconic parts in the first one, like. Like, they, get, they just get a note that just says, I know. And it's like, oh, God, that's scary. Yeah, I really Stuff wanted like to watch that movie. It, it said they it was on Shudder, but then, they, yeah, they took it off. Like the I day must have seen it, like, the it. day. I must have seen it a couple days before I, they take it off. I guess so. Highly recommend. That's one of the most fun movies I've had this summer. Yeah, I need. I, I definitely need to check that one out. Would we consider... what? What is It? Is that a slasher? I guess... I, I considered It more of, like, the miscellaneous... A, you could yeah. consider it an alien movie, I guess. You consider it a monster movie. I was considering it, like, a monster movie, basically. That's fair. Yeah. That's a very summer horror movie. Mm-hmm. This is a big one. This, mm. is, this is what I would consider the pinnacle of summer horror, in my opinion. But it's, the, it's a slash... It's also, like, the pinnacle, one of the best slasher movies for me. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. See, I've, wow. what's weird about this one is I've never, I just group all this, all the iconic slashers into an October thing, and I never even considered it a summer horror movie until we started talking about it, and then I'm like, well, I guess yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is absolutely a summer yeah. horror movie. It's it's it is it's one of those ones though that it's it's absolutely a summer movie, but I could still watch it because of how scary it is in October. Yeah, I'm yeah. still saving it for October. Yeah, the thing with Texas Chainsaw Massacre for me is it's. Out of all of the summer horror movies, it's the one that utilizes like terror in the daytime to the max. Absolutely like, I agree with that. Oh, and it's it is it is horrifying. Like the movie's got some parts that are really slow and like da da da. But it's like it's oh my god. It that movie feels and looks hot when they mm-hmm. were filming They're it. Sweaty. They're all in the van. Yeah. With the with the guy they picked up. And, and the 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 movie itself kind of has like a a little bit of a fucked up backstory in terms of like when they were making the movie because they're all like non-actors for the most part some of their first roles they like weren't really getting paid and there was like a massive heat wave in texas and so they were like filming this movie in like 100 degree plus weather just constantly and it was like miserable and just it shows oh and yeah it just man it's it's a brutal movie the weather is the real horror absolutely (laughs) honestly and just like that movie, that's one of those movies where, like, the environment adds so much more to it. Because, like, when, when she goes in the house, I'm just thinking about how this house must smell. Mm-hmm. And just, like, that that rotten flesh smell, but also just, like, cooking in the heat. It, that, it's just, it's right. Even, I mean, there, there are scenes at nighttime that are really, really scary. Mm-hmm. But the scariest scenes, like, the, I think one of the scariest scenes is in broad daylight is when... Leatherface chases that girl out onto the front porch and grabs her and pulls her back into the house. Yeah, terrifying. Terrifying. <laughs> oh, and uh, iconic movie too. Yeah, my my thing with Texas Chainsaw because I I do I love that movie for the most part. Yeah. And a big thing, a big problem I have personally with like just old school horror movies. I enjoy them a lot, 
for most of the runtime. Uh-huh. All of them have the same thing at the end, though, which I just can't get past because I get so bored. Is there's just a way too long chase scene at the end. And I like this one. I like how it ends, and I like like some of the bits in it. But it's so long. Like eventually, I'm just like sitting there waiting for the next like oh, fun thing to happen. Because for me, it's just too long. I still like it. Like right. I still love that movie, especially for what you talked about. The feelings he gives me. The whole hook thing where you just put <laughs> yeah, people on hooks. The mean hook. Yeah. Oh man, that shit's scary. And especially just what you were talking about, which is feelings of smells. You can almost smell through through the screen while you're watching. It. I really like the that. smell of vision. Yeah, that movie gives me feelings of a, a gallon of milk being left out in the heat. All day. and then and then you mix it with beer and, and then you mix it. it with beer and blood and you, and you drink it and you throw up everywhere <laughs> see um, i i see what you mean with the chase sequence because to me like if it's a bad chase sequence it is really boring yeah i hate that i watched the movie i don't know what it was yesterday but it had some chase sequence and i was just like yeah and texas chainsaw is a but is, i think texas chainsaw does it good texas chainsaw is one of the one of the like way better ones mm-hmm. of it i have a very controversial opinion on a movie that i think does it the worst halloween Things to come. Uh, oh. <laughs> but yeah, I think Texas, to be clear, I think Texas does it way better than most of the other movies. I mm-hmm. just still see it in that movie. See, I'll, I'll say this for the chasing at the end. Because I assume you're talking about when he's chasing her, and like the diesel stuff and all that. Yeah, I like I like the end of that part. Right. It's, it is an awful chase scene because of when you're watching it play out, That it's one of those scenes that I'm like, you guys shouldn't have done any wide shots because it completely ruins the illusion. Because like they, he he's right there next to her, and she's like, ah, like slowly cram, climbing into the back of the truck, and I'm, and it's still scary, mm-hmm. but it, it's just ridiculous, and like it's it's it that, suspense and disbelief. yeah, but that part mostly is just fun to watch, and then yeah. ends with whew, a banger of an ending with just Leatherface screaming, pig squealing, and yeah. dancing, dancing around, throwing his chains <laughs> so on in the cool. hot Texas summer sun, so and cool. it's like built, the noises are building up, and then it just cuts to black, and the movie's over. So yeah. cool, I, I agree. love that. I agree. I love that so much. That part's um, during like a sunset too, right? Yeah, like the sun is just barely going. Or actually, it, it might be, be doing up. sunrise. Yeah, because yeah. oh, she escaped from the house in the middle of the night. That's even cooler. Um, very cool. And then I, I have, I've only seen the second one, and I've seen like some of the remakes and stuff, and they're, they're fine. I, I, I'm excited point, to watch I would the like second one. They, the they turn into just black horror comedies. Yeah, the second after, one is like a, a full blown, which is which is cool comedy. because it is a lot of pressure to like try to follow that up. I'm glad they're just like, let's just do something else entirely. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I think that I their follow up is way, way, way cool. I, I would love a good series. remake of the Texas Chainsaw Horror Massacre sometime. I would like I that. know. The 2006 <laughs> one's not awful, but it's not good, and it's definitely a 2000s remake. Like I hate any remake in the 2000s. <laughs> well, because for me, like, they double, like, uh, part of what makes the original one work is how low budget it is. Mm, like, absolutely. And they just get away with a lot of stuff. And then, like, in the 2006 one, it's, like, too clean looking. And so, like, they look grimy, and they look sweaty, but it's, like, sleek, shiny, sweaty. Mm-hmm. And, like, he looks like he's too... Like, in the first one, he looks like scarily put together because it's probably how they actually made his costume and then like in the new one it's like a little too much of like a monster look like with his leather face mask so i don't know it doesn't work as well for me in the remake it's fair but that's probably my favorite of the summer horror in general and my favorite summer slasher for sure is what is us a slasher see i put us under my miscellaneous category at first i was like us but then i was like thinking i was like actually that is definitely a summer movie it's full on Mm. on the beach and the carnival and stuff yeah i think us i i wouldn't consider it a slasher movie because there's no one killer that's fair 
there's like, like a there's billion no killers. Slash. Yeah, so <laughs> it's just it's it's every single person has one killer to come after them. Good summer horror movie though. Oh yeah, it it, def, it like most of the summer stuff is in the first half. Once it once it turns to nighttime and they're just kind of running around, it it's not really summery anymore. Mm-hmm. But the that, part where the kids walk towards the movie. fire that yeah. part's really good. That part's cool. Yeah, it's not as good as Get Out, but really no. good. I liked it. I liked is it. Get Out just summer. Fine. I would consider Get Out spring. Yeah, that's fair. And it's not really any. They're just wearing thing. long sleeves, yeah. and I consider their little their little picnic thing they're doing to me seems like, yeah, a, that's a, spring. like a spring picnic. Now I gotta make a spring horror list. There you go. Oh, by the way, we skipped over while we're talking about Tarantino with Death Proof from Dust Till Dawn. That's oh, that's yeah. definitely oh, summer yeah. horror. That's we got a, vampires. That's a good creature feature. Yeah, desert. Good we can, movie. Let's transition into creature feature. I unless you had any other slashers to talk about. I think that is all the slashers I had. Yeah. Let's start with creature features from Dusk Till Dawn. Cool vampires. Ha. Vampires look sweet. Salma Hayek looks great. The, oh, the whole is cool. cast is really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even Quentin Tarantino in it is nasty and gross, but he does <laughs> a really good job. Yeah. <laughs> like Robert Rodriguez directed that. Probably my one of my favorite Robert Rodriguez movies. Probably my favorite one. I think. It's just it's it, that's just really cool because it's an most most vampire movies are Halloweeny. So I like when these vampire movies are kind of taken out of that and put in a different context oh yeah and from dust to dawn is 100 percent that and they do and also it's the closest i think we'll ever get to a full-blown quentin tarantino horror movie yeah because it's got his it's got like the classic it's it's, it's a great quint i mean whatever your your opinions are on quentin tarantino he he knows how to write really good structured Absolutely. movies and they're they're a lot of fun to watch super entertaining this movie starts out great and literally isn't even a vampire movie for like the first hour and <laughs> yeah. then it's like the half last half an hour is vampire. it takes a hard pivot and i love movies awesome. like that. yeah and the, it's, oh. the setting in that movie too they're in like some kind of saloon bar yeah they're in the, in the titty twister i really like that <laughs> setting really yeah, well that really set cool. is really cool and also if i remember right they're using like revolvers and stuff right Yep, mm-hmm. kind of a western vibe to it. Oh yeah, kind of like that. Cowboy cool. vamp, cowboys v vampires. Absolutely, George Clooney is really George cool Clooney's in that movie. Awesome in that movie. <laughs> oh, and Tom Savini is in that movie. Is he? He's the he's the vampire that it's before they know they're vampires, but like they're like they're getting in a fight at the bar. He like has like this gun thing, and it's like his it's like a phallic symbol. It's like a gun, and it's it's a revolver, and there's two revolver chambers <laughs> on either side of the gun barrel, and it's right at his crotch, and that part's pretty funny. <laughs> That is pretty funny. But yeah, Tom Savini. I think he. I don't know if he does the makeup for it or if he just cameos in it. But the, the vampires also are look look really cool for vampires. Definitely. Like I like that. Uh, another vampire movie that we can talk about right after this is Lost Boys. Fuck yeah. Those vampires are like pretty classic vampires, and they still mm-hmm. look really cool. But I do like how From Dusk Till Dawn makes them like bat vampires. Yeah. Like they're bat people, That's and that cool. is really cool. It's very cool. Scary. Yeah. The Lost Boys. The Lost Boys. Have you seen The Lost Boys? I haven't seen it, but I see Kiefer Sutherland's in it, and that alone makes me want to watch it. It's so... Lost Boys is one of my... This used to be another movie I watched at Halloween, and then and then I realized, oh no, this is a summer. Mm-hmm. This is summer horror, absolutely. Yeah, it's in Santa Cruz. This this family just moves there. They have like the highest crime rate in America, which is ridiculous because they're in Santa Cruz. That's not true. But uh, <laughs> really cool vampires. Really good... Just all the story beats are right. Good casting. Kiefer Sutherland's really scary. I love Lost Boys. Really classic. It's oh, cool because yeah. they're all like it's eighties goth chic ja- vampires. vampires yeah. So cool. Perfect. It's it's, uh, it's one of those movies that like I remember 
people have t- seen it and there's people that are like oh yeah i like lost boys but i feel like i don't hear a ton of people talk about it all the time it was always something that i knew about though but mm-hmm. i had just never seen mm-hmm. and then when i finally watched it i was like damn that is a lot of fun and mm-hmm. it's just a oh, really good soundtrack really cool mm-hmm. i love lost boys that's a that's an essential of like if, if we had to make a list of like the five most essential ones i put texas chainsaw and then lost boys right under it yeah lost boys is great lost boys is Lost Boys is perfect. And I love Santa Cruz. <clears throat> Santa Cruz is one of my favorite places, so it's fun to watch a movie set there. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a fun uh, Easter egg in Us where they're like, oh, they're filming something over on the boardwalk over yeah, there, and it's supposed yeah. to be Lost Boys. <laughs> That's, funny. That's funny. That's cool. Uh, Lost Boys is really good. I get We don't really have any other vampire ones on here, but what I would consider closest to it, and we can breeze past it because there's some controversy with these ones, is Jeepers Creepers 1 and 2. Yeah, those are summer horror movies. It's just They're just directed by a fucking creep and actually not even just a creep he's a this isn't Convicted. hyperbole yeah this is a he was charged he is a pedophile which is a bummer because i really loved bummer. these movies when i was a kid mm-hmm. now i don't really want to watch them just because it feels like icky but have you even, seen the second one i haven't seen the second one so even the first one was like six or seven for me yeah yeah if they're not great they're just like pretty spooky i just yeah. really like the idea i like of the it. idea that it's a monster yeah i like when movies commit to that yeah exactly he's a full-blown like winged monster and the second one is really scary because it's like it basically takes place immediately after the first movie it's like the same summer year one of the scariest scenes in the movie can i spoil it for you i've seen jeepers creepers oh, okay. well when i was a kid i don't remember it super well okay yeah, so you, you know, know how justin long gets his eyeballs taken out I don't, but yeah, go ahead. So in the first movie, they t- he t- the reason that Jeepers... So Jeepers Creepers, what his whole thing is, is he, he comes after people and eats the body parts that he wants from them. Okay, that's So like scary. that's why it plays the song that's like, Jeepers Creepers, where'd you get those peepers? And then, right? That's like the whole that's song. Scary. Yeah. And so he eats Justin Long's eyeballs. And like and then he has Justin Long's eyeballs now. And that's that's like scary. How, like the movie ends, the first one ends with like, it's like close up on Justin Long's eyeballs. And then like it zooms out and it's actually Jeepers Creepers standing behind his empty head and then like walking away from it and then Justin Long's eye sockets are just empty. That's really scary. Yeah, awful terrifying movie. The second one is uh this like bus full of teenagers like a football team and they're like driving somewhere, I don't really know where, and they're like driving through this cornfield and then uh the one kid and I think you end up finding out it's like a dream sequence at first, but it's like middle of the day and he like he sees like this little boy standing in the cornfield that's like turn around and like his head is like all like scalped Mm. and bloody and like he's like screaming at him to turn around and then like it shows like justin long standing out there and he's got like no eyes and he's like telling him to turn around and then like like from off in the distance you just see like this thing running and it's the jeepers creepers starts to run at the exact same speed of the school bus and is running next to them and like scary throws this like gross nasty thing at the tires of the school bus and like pops the tires and then the kid wakes up and the bus is pulling over because the tires just got popped but it's the middle of the night that's scary and it is so (laughs) scary and then they find out like the thing that got stuck into the side of the tire is like human teeth wrapped together with someone's belly button yeah and so it's a freaky movie don't want to rewatch them but yeah scary scary summer movies small shout out summer horror creature features I don't know I have like tremors that's the the the, uh, graboids I think is what they're called I love Tremors. I think I've seen them be ten times. Oh yeah, them. I would consider them like a classic. We watched them, which was like a. Is that summer? Yeah, it's it's like a. I would say so. Yeah, it's like as summer as it can get for like a old school black and white movie, but it's definitely not in any other season. Gotcha. And it was like like a really fun. Yeah, yeah. like Arizona. 
It was very big. Um, made me want to replay Fallout really bad. Definitely. Fallout 3. Just basically <laughs> just a giant ant movie. And the ants look scary. Pretty uh, impressive because that movie came out in 1954. And those yeah. ants are pretty cool looking. I mean, you made oh, a yeah. point too. It's just like practical effects plus black and white. That can... Yeah, you that, get away with a lot. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But still, I, I wasn't really expecting that. And the noises that they make is really freaky. They make a weird chirping noise. Yeah, they do. Um, it was really cool. I liked it. I thought it was cool. I just wanted to see way more of the ants. There's a whole lot of just space in that movie filled with scientists and army men just talking and talking and I just wanted to see more ants but yeah. it was still cool I liked it yeah I thought it was I thought it was fun I don't know that I would rewatch it but it was worth yeah. watching I agree with that um and it's one of those like old school horror movies that I don't think they could remake because I just think it would be ridiculous like yeah. it's like one of those things where I'm like yeah no one's scared of ants but if a giant ant was chasing you you'd be terrified but it just isn't going to translate well to today that's right <laughs> like, it's also weird to see a movie where the the military force in that movie are like World War II soldiers and they're using like Thompson machine guns and like like the old school flamethrowers right. and stuff it's weird watching that movie in that context knowing that was their modern military force at the time yeah yeah like, that's, that's like just how really weird yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah that was interesting to see that they weren't using like old school uniform costume mm-hmm. design those are probably just real army uniforms and it's like cool. it's like pretty interesting supposed to kind of be like the dangers of like atomic energy weapons stuff and like yeah they're, and like that that part was kind of interesting i thought it was cool i just i mean it's probably just because it's a movie from 1954 before they realized they could really send messages with movies because yeah. at the end it's like a really on like, the nose 15 second thing where he's like we don't know what the future of Atomic. this atomic world yeah. that we've entered and then literally right after that the credits start rolling so i i think the that idea is cool i just yeah there's yeah I, I like the ants a lot that's the main thing um, I the ants were cool some more creature features wrong turn hmm. like fun i've never seen wrong turn back it's just basically like backwoods west virginia like i like that they're supposed to be like an inbred family that's like killing these people who are like lost in the woods of virginia pretty cool pretty mm-hmm. scary freaky gross movie but then movies when, like that scare me yeah, that's it's, in like a it's, not fun way. <laughs> it's that one has like spawned a really weird franchise that I'm like it's like a seven movie franchise now, which I'm like how like, and then we've got Creature from the Black Lagoon, another classic. Is that a summer? Because I I had that on my list, but then I took it off because I wasn't sure if that's a summer horror movie specifically. For me, I don't know. When I watched Creature from the Black Lagoon, it's kind of the same thing where like I I think that movie doesn't really. Fo- that movie is so focused on the creature himself that it doesn't really dedicate a like theme or mm-hmm. whatever or a season I suppose but but it is water based yeah he's he's water based and they're swimming around in the water so I'm like well it's summer then yeah. like and aquatic, that movie's got some horror. really cool underwater stuff that's like awesome pretty uh, impressive for the day the peacock streaming service just launched launched recently and it has uh, it's it's NBC's streaming service uh-huh. and it's free you can watch most of it for free. You can get premium and they have more stuff, but a lot of it's free. And they have a lot of those golden age of horror movies on there, like that one. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I need to watch some more of those. I'd recommend getting that. Um, also, The Ritual. The oh, Ritual. yeah, I haven't heard of that. What is that one about? The Ritual, I, I have no idea how this movie is in fucking way more popular because The Ritual is basically this, it's based on a book, which I really want to read. Uh, this group of friends, they were going to go on some camping, hiking trip through Norway or Sweden or some some country like that. Uh-huh. And uh, But then their friend like commits suicide or something, so they don't. But then like a year, a year to five years later, they decide to do it anyways in honor of him. And then they basically just 
they they're getting hunted by this giant scary monster, and then they run into a cult, and then they're God. trying to sacrifice them to the monster. It's cool. It I don't is, is I don't know good? if it's it's really good. I would hmm. love Ritual. I would buy okay. that on Blu-ray. I'm gonna add it to uh, my watch list right now. The the creature looks good. It's really scary, but it's I'm not sure if it's summer horror. It's just mostly that they're going camping and hiking through the through these big woods, but I'm not sure. It doesn't give off like big summer vibes. It's like pretty cloudy, rainy. So maybe it would qualify more as a spring horror movie. Yeah. But for anyone who hasn't seen Ritual, it's on Netflix. I would recommend watching it. I love the Ritual. One of my favorite movies of that year, 2017. Wow. I, yeah, I've not heard very many things about this. I'm gonna add it to my watch list right now. It's a cool movie. The uh, another like I, I think another some more like shitty creature movies, but that are still like summer vibes is like Piranha. Absolutely a summer movie. Awful movie. Uh, Anaconda, another summer movie. That's awful. Uh, and then you've got like some big ones like Jurassic Park. Yeah. And then Jaws. That's the other. Yeah. That's another one that I consider. I mean, we're going to do a whole Jaws thing soon, so we don't have to spend too much time on it. But I think Jaws is one where I'm also like, I think that's a lot of people's, uh, one of the biggest staples of summer horror is absolutely, absolutely. the OG Jaws. And it's scary. And it's a really good movie besides that. Yeah, it holds up surprisingly really, really, really well. Really well. That was his first big movie. I, I watched this, uh, If you guys know BuzzFeed Unsolved. Shout out BuzzFeed yeah, Unsolved. Yeah. Uh, there's a really cool video they did about some girl who was like found 10 days after she was dead in Cape Cod. Mm-hmm. And basically one of the theories that, and they just don't know how she got there and her, her arms are cut off so they don't know who it is. But basically there's a person, they filmed Jaws at at Cape Cod uh-huh. and there's a person in that movie who's wearing the clothes that the girl was found in and they That's like scary. asked like like they, they looked into it it was actually Stephen King's son who who actually put all this together and they basically went to look like so who was that extra and they don't have any documentation of who that was dude so what? that's like the prevailing theory is okay the extra in Jaws is the girl who ended up dead on the beach in that this crazy unsolved so case scary. that's yeah. really freaky really cool mm. I hate that fun little fact uh, yeah Jaws was cool I, like I said we'll talk more about it but so I guess we, I can, love Jaws. we can keep moving on The Hills Have Eyes that's a gross movie I haven't seen it Look, so the original Hills Have Eyes is a Wes Craven movie Shut I up. love Wes Craven right rest in peace Wes Craven it's awful though <laughs> like the original Hills Have Eyes is so bad. What yeah. about uh, the house at the end of the street or the last house on last the left? Last house on the left. The, the I've West never Craven seen one. it. I've never seen that, that one. That one I I almost watched it the other day and I read the summary of it and it kind of just sounds like Hills Have Eyes in terms of its grossness. <laughs> yeah, probably. It's the, like the thing is with the last house on the left is I like the I. It's kind of like I spit on your grave where I'm like I can appreciate what it's going for, but it's one of those things where I'm like I know it's gonna show way more than I need to see to be on the good guy's side in that movie. Mm-hmm. And like so, like have you ever seen the original I Spit on Your Grave? Mm-mm. It's awful because you know what that movie's about. Mm-mm. It's like about these like four people, like these two or three guys and these other two girls, and they like take this girl out in the woods and they like attack her and they sexually assault her and they like just beat the shit out of her and they leave her for dead. And then, like, the rest of the movie is, like, her literally just, like, picking them off one by one. Hmm. And so I was like, okay, that part's cool. But, like, the whole first scene is, like, 15 minutes long. And I couldn't even finish it. Like, I I was like, I don't want to watch this. That's a bit excessive. Yeah. And it was, like, a 70s movie. So I'm like, they were just going for shock factor. But it was still just too much for me. Hmm. And I kind of think that's how Last House on the Left is going to be a little bit. Yeah. So I just haven't really gotten around to watching it. Yeah, same. But Hills Have Eyes, the remake, I, I... I like it a lot more. It's way more. Have you ever seen the remake or just the original? Just the original. So I still think we should watch the remake, <laughs> but it is gross. It is so just like, it's probably way more like fucked up than I remember it being, being another 2006 movie, I think. 
the worst year for yeah, movies. Yeah, 2006. <laughs> I, right now on Letterboxd, I have it at a 7, but I haven't watched it in probably since 2008. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's... What is it? What is what is the summary about it? Is it like out in the desert? Yeah, or? yeah. It's gotcha. like it's like a family that literally goes camping in the middle of the desert. I like that. And they uh, and then the first one I don't like it though because or the original one I don't like it because the people that are like killing them and kidnapping them are like cavemen people basically. They don't they don't really make sense what the heck they're supposed to be. And then the second one they're a lot more like the monsters from wrong turn where they're just people i guess you consider them like inbred or just like mutated i th- i think they're supposed to be like some sort of weird like nuclear mutation thing to them hmm. but they're just like out and they're just like these crazy freaky people out in the middle of the desert and they're kidnapping and killing people and it's it's scary and gross that freaks but me out. it's nasty you do know what rubber johnny is Mm-mm. it's like a it was a really popular viral video like in the early days of YouTube, I guess. It was like a video that looked like it was like filmed in night vision. <clears throat> and it's like a kid in a wheelchair. And he's like got a really big, like abnormally, like abnormally large head that's like hanging off the back of the chair. That's like basically one of the creatures in this movie. And the video ends up being, it's not real. A lot of people thought the Rubber Johnny video was real. It's not, but I think that's where they got some of the design for one hmm. of the characters in this movie. And it's just, ugh. Interesting. We should watch it still, but I'd be it's down to gross. watch it. Yeah, yeah, I do want to watch. Looking it. at looking at the ratings from the people I follow on Letterboxd, ranges from half star to ten stars. So. Yeah, literally. <laughs> it's kind of the same with Devil's Rejects, where I'm like, yuck. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I have a hard time watching those movies. One of the ones that we watched this week that is not a summer horror. It's it's absolutely a Halloween movie, except for one segment is Creepshow Two. I haven't seen Creepshow 2. Have you seen the first one? Mm-hmm. The, so the first one's really cool. I didn't, it was directed by George Romero. Shout out to George Romero. Um, and the second one, he wrote it also. And they're based on, like, Stephen King stories. There's And it's not very good. But there's one segment in it called The Raft, and that one was really good. That shit's freaky. Yeah. Do you want to talk more about that? Sure. Yeah, so The Raft was... It's just, like, this weird blob in this lake that these kids go to. And it's... Doing something weird. It doesn't really describe what it is. It's just like this tar-like surface that just moves around the lake, and they don't realize it's there until they're in the middle of the lake on top of this, like, wooden raft. And when it touches them, it does some weird goopy shit to their skin, and it makes it look like they're burnt, and they, like, scream in agony, and they describe it as, like, their their skin's getting, like, ripped off. Yeah. Uh, and the, the makeup looks pretty good, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, if we can pull up some pictures so Ethan can see it. But uh, it's really cool. I liked it a lot, and um, <laughs> the kids are really goofy, and it, it's it's super tropey in, like, how the characters act and stuff like that, but that's what they look like when they get when they get grabbed by the goop. God. Pretty freaky looking, yeah. It's kind of like Return of the Living Dead. I liked it a lot. I honestly liked all of Creepshow, too. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, Creepshow, or, oh, there's another really good one. That's, like, after she comes back up. Yeah. Um, and so the effects are really good. It's, like, and it's 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 a movie that, uh, <clears throat> you remember, so Shut. I'm pretty sure it is what turned into Shudder. Do you remember Chiller? Wasn't that a TV channel? Yeah, it was, like, yeah. a direct TV channel. I, so when I was a kid, I loved Chiller. I would just, like, when my mom would work late on Friday nights, I would just literally stay home alone and watch Chiller That's for nice. hours and hours and hours, and I loved it. And I remember once when I was a kid, they played Creepshow 2, and the Raft one scared me so bad. Like, I was like, this is so freaky. <laughs> and for my whole life, I thought it was The Blob, which is, like, a different movie that's kind of similar. Mm-hmm. So when I rewatched, like, the, the old school The Blob that's on Criterion Collection, not very good, I was like, well, that wasn't scary at all. But then I realized it was actually from Creepshow 2, so this was, like, a fun that's cool. revisiting for me because I was like, God, I remember how much this movie used to scare the shit out of me when I was a kid. Is Creepshow 2 better than the first one? I don't think so. 
Oh, I didn't really like the first one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. The fir- they, they're both. It's, it's just like anthologies in general. I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah, if why it's aren't a there rule. any really good anthologies? I don't know. There's just a rule <laughs> that no matter what the anthology is, you have to have one really shitty one at yeah. least, at least. And depending on how, like, if you're gonna do ABCs of Death, you can only have two good ones, and then you have to have 24 <laughs> shitty ones, I guess. I've never seen an anthology movie where I've liked every single story. I'm having. I can't even think of any other anthology movies right now off the top of my head. I'm thinking of like Four Rooms, The Twilight Double Zone, Double X. Movie. I've never even seen the what? Twilight Zone movie. The Twilight Zone movie is that's really an anthology. Good. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's like a. It's really good. I promise. Oh, I really? love that movie. Like yeah, the, we should watch the that. Steven Spielberg '70s one, right or '80s one? I think so. It has Bill Murray in it, or not Bill Murray. Uh, Bill Gates, the other guy that's in. Um, Ghostbusters. Dan Aykroyd? Yeah, Dan Aykroyd's That's in. pretty cool. It's it's honestly really good. I love the Twilight Zone movie. We should do, do we'll know? do we should do a Spielberg's one at some point and we'll watch that. Yeah. Because I well, would like to watch that. Because Steven Spielberg only directs some of it. Because Max Landis is that what's the dad? John Landis or Max John Landis? John Landis. So John Landis directs one of the clips or one of the shorts in Twilight Zone. And do you know the story about that? Not off the top of my head. It's it's like really fucked up. Like there's a lot of people that are like, Yeah, John Landis should be in prison right now. Jesus. Ugh. I don't know. Uh, there's Great. do you remember the war one? It's not anything yeah. like that. But it's it's almost worse. <laughs> I know uh, which one you're talking about, yeah. So there's this there's one of the shorts that's like a war movie and it's like this or it's like this guy, I think he's supposed to be having PTSD or something, and they're filming like a dream sequence where he's in Vietnam and he's like grabbing like these two Vietnamese kids and he's like like he's rescuing them and he's like running away from like the helicopters and he's running through the water. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So in the scene, the director John Landis is like directing them. He the guy picks up these two kids and they're running through the water. Now the whole story with the kids is also super fucked up because like the movie was going completely against like child labor laws but they were not american children and so like they were like just getting away with it and like their their payment was completely like under the table with the kids parents and it was like super fucked up god there so what's supposed to happen is the the helicopter is like kind of chasing them and then there's like explosions happening the the way they're filming the scene is the the helicopter isn't wasn't in the shot enough for the director so he was telling them like over the microphone like bring it down like bring it down bring down the chopper basically and so they lower the the helicopter really low to the water level and then as it's as they're running through the water away from it one of the pyrotechnics goes off but was because the helicopter was so low it hits the tail end of the helicopter and they completely lose control and just nosedive straight into the water and decapitated all three of them God. And and they are they were like completely murdered like it was and it was filmed and they like filmed it and they ended up cutting the entire segment I think from the the final cut That's of the good. movie I don't even know if John Landis's story is in it at all It'd be kind of messed up if it is I don't know actually no you said you remember it so it definitely is still in it they just cut mm-hmm. that scene out of it yeah but uh, yeah the two kids that were like four years old and six years old and the actor who. The way it was described to me, like, his popularity at the time is, like, if this were to happen to Bradley Cooper. God. Like, and they were decapitated and crushed. God. It's really scary. I remember you showed it to me. Yeah. All the Landises are gross. Yeah, I know. And so a lot of people are like, well, John Landis murdered those people. Like, And he, like, he, like, had, like, and it was, like, there was, like, a big court thing. Like, he did, he, at first, he was charged with manslaughter. And, like, it was, like, a big court thing. And he he was eventually found not guilty because it was just, like, negligence. But, yeah. Pretty God. scary stuff. That's scary. Not summer horror, but no. interesting story nonetheless. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. We'll watch that. Mm-hmm. One more one more creature feature is uh, Return of the Living Dead. Oh yeah. Even though th- th- none of this none of this movie feels like a summer horror movie. No. 
but it takes place on July 4th. <laughs> it's also it's also a movie that's... Or July 3rd. It's like a zombie movie that's definitely... It's kind of like Dawn of the Dead, where I'm like, I think they're both summer movies, but zombies are really hard to feel like summer. Yeah. It, from what I've seen, at least. That's fair. Because I feel like I just associate zombies with, like, Night of the Living Dead and, and just Dead. fall. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Return of the Living Dead is awesome. There's a shirt Great I wanted movie. to show you that I was going to get, and I was like, I'm going to I'm gonna let Ethan have first dibs, and then if he doesn't want to, I'll buy it. So I'll show you after this. Okay. <laughs> That's a cool movie, though. Really good zombie movie. Oh, yeah. Another one that you, you'll, you'll, you should tell me what you think. I don't know if I'd consider this a horror movie. It's definitely a thriller, but it's a hot thriller, is Disturbia. Yeah, that's true. I, that's a I, scary I just have, movie. I don't know, some some weird mental block in my brain keeps serial killer stuff like that from being a horror movie, but at the same time, all slashers are serial killers. Well, and I also <laughs> just, I think that there is a difference between thrillers and horrors. It's a small difference sometimes, but Disturbia is a thriller. Yeah, absolutely. Disturbia is good, too. Yeah. Great I think soundtrack. because we're not seeing the killer kill people on screen regularly, that's what separates it from being a... And it's also PG-13, which is a yeah. downer. Like, for example, Zodiac. We talked about Zodiac earlier. Mm-hmm. That's not a horror movie. Right. It's really scary, right. but it's a thriller. Right. Exactly. So, but yeah, good point. I, that is a summer movie, for yeah. sure. Um, cool movie. I haven't seen the movie in a long time. I, I like that movie a lot. I don't even have really any other ones on my list. Well, there's also so now we should move into folk horror. Oh, folk you're right. I forgot all about folk horror. Is its whole horror. own summer horror genre. Yeah. Most folk horror is summery. Yeah. Obviously, we have Midsummer. Mm-hmm. Midsummer is one of the most quintessential summer horror movies. It's, it has yeah. summer in the title. Yeah. See, it's, it's so hot. funny. It's so funny that you mentioned that because I remember when when Jake was like, "Oh, I'd like to watch Midsummer." I was like, "I think that's more like a spring movie," and he was like, "It's called Midsummer. <laughs> like, it's it's literally Midsummer. What are you talking about?" <laughs> but yeah. I really like that part. I, I like that movie a lot. Yeah, I mean, we'll do we'll do an Ari Aster episode later, so mm-hmm. we won't get too much into Midsummer. But yeah, that's a that's a great summer horror movie. It's daylight horror. None yeah. of it takes well, I guess a second of it takes place at nighttime. But Ari Aster does a really good job of just making everything really scary happen in just yeah. bright daylight. Yeah, it hurts think, my eyes looking at that movie. It's so bright. I think the scariest part in the that's not during the daytime is like the opening scene, like the opening scene with uh, his sister. Is that who? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's her sister who's, like, texting her and sending her really vague emails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole part is one of my favorite parts. I oh, love yeah. Absolutely. And lot. the music is really good at <sighs> that Very part. Very good. Ugh. Uh, Florence Pugh, she is great in that Absolutely. movie. Absolutely. So good. There's also the part where... Year Florence was last year. When they first get to... Where are they going? They go to... It's, like, somewhere kind of like Sweden. I don't remember what it was called exactly. Yeah, and I can't remember. Do they... Is there a part where they, like... Yeah, it is Sweden. Is, okay. Is there... I can't remember when they get there, like, if their car breaks down. Like, do they need to get their car towed? No, they they, they drive right in. Okay. I, I'm glad you bring up toads. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because I've got a fun fact for you this week regarding the Sam Raimi Spider-Man, everybody. Oh, all right. It's Welcome back. Again. It's good. It's good to have you guys back here. I'm glad you guys always come. It's mm-hmm. been a long week. So, the fact <laughs> I've got for you this week, not so fun, maybe, but it is interesting. On set of the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, James Franco said that Tobey Maguire kind of looks like a toad, uh, and they never became friends after that. What an asshole. He's not wrong. Yeah, it's a pretty mean thing to say, but <laughs> he do kind of be looking like a toad. <laughs> now we know. Fuck James Franco anyways. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's true. Look, who's, la- look who's laughing now, James yeah. Franco. Yeah, I mean, James. Toby's not really doing anything either, but... He yelled at the paparazzi recently. <laughs> He's not canceled. Well, yeah. like last year. Tobey Maguire did? Yeah. He said, get the hell out of here! Because his <laughs> best friend, Great Gatsby, was dead. No, he uh, John John Gatsby. Is that his name? I don't know. I'm just <laughs> thinking. Uh, in, the, in the paparazzi video, a bunch of people are trying to take pictures of him, and he uh, he opens his whole door and he says, 
get out of the fucking way. Oh, There's yeah. fucking cars there. Yeah, I, I Motherfucker. That. That's what he says. <laughs> He's yelling at them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. anyways. Uh, Different kind of toad, but yeah. Sure. Sure. <laughs> That's all I got that was for a you this week. That was a pretty good lead up into it. All Thanks right, for coming. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, okay, so, but no, they don't get that. Thank you, Jake, for that. Uh, no, they don't get their car towed. You're right. They just they just gra- drive there. I don't know why I thought they had... I don't know why. I think I'm thinking of a different movie, but... That whole part, like to when they first get there, and they're like, "Let's take some shrooms." That whole, from that point visuals, on, pretty uh, pretty accurate the, from the what thing, I hear. <laughs> the thing is, uh, I hated all that. Not because I thought it was dumb or bad or anything, but I was just like, that kind of stuff just really like messes with my head. And so the whole time I was like, like I don't know what it is about Ari Aster, but both his big movies so far, his only feature length movies so far, he does like a drug thing that I'm like, "Well, I hate that." I just yeah. I hate that they're doing drugs right now and that they're like oh no and I just I just the the, the, the drug horror of that is drug awful. horror is scary yeah oh god we could do a whole episode on drug horror there's this one movie called um oh man what the hell is it called altered states have you ever heard of that no I I need to watch that though yeah I've heard that movie's pretty messed up I, I would love watch to watch that, that. is that that's that's oh no that's not Cronenberg no. I think it feels like a Cronenberg though from yeah. what I've heard I've heard that's kind of a Lovecraftian movie too mm. I'd really like to watch that. But yeah, Midsummer is definitely Midsummer's inspired cool. by its by its predecessor, the 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 culminac of of folk summer horror. The Wicker Man is one of my favorite oh, yeah. horror movies. Period. I fucking love The Wicker Man. I don't know what it is about that movie. Same thing with like the original Children of the Corn. I don't think either <laughs> of you have seen that. No, I've seen Children of the Corn. Something I don't know what it, that both of those movies. I can't explain why I love and adore those, but I love those movies. Mm-hmm. Wicker Man, Wicker Man especially. It's, so entertaining all the music is really cool it's really funny they keep coming back to the corn rigs and yeah, barley rigs, rigs they keep coming back to that barley. song throughout the movie yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the songs are really funny uh when the girl is like trying to seduce him through the wall and she's like oh, hitting I love the that walls part. and oh, stuff that's really cool that part's so funny and the song about like uh they're like and from that seed there was a boy and from, from that the boy there was a grave on that grave yeah and they're it's just really like really fun musical movie yeah, honestly it's <laughs> real all, all the musical numbers just rewatching it I'm like all these are bangers the, i would buy this on final the only one i don't like is when they're they're singing about the the landlord's daughter oh yeah <laughs> like that one is so funny to me it because so that's so funny <laughs> but i also just i hate the landlord he looks awful and gross and they're just like mm-hmm, and the landlord's daughter and the they all have like, a song about it <laughs> Like, and she's just like, yep. Yeah. I know, I hated that part. <laughs> That's the first musical number in that movie, too. Oh, God. Besides the corn rigs and barley rigs or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's all it all takes place in the day. And it is, it's it's scary, but it's, like, it's scary. And it's, it's it, honestly, to me, it was more scary just, like, it's really annoying that these Christian people are just coming to this island being like, That's not Christian. Right. You have to be Christian. Right. What, what, what is that? And it's, like... Looking at it, I'm, I'm sure people looked at it from the perspective of like, oh yeah, that is weird. What the hell? Yeah. But like, you can totally view that movie from the Either absolute way. other yeah. side of just like, the Christian stuff out of context is terrifying. Like, you can't like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If especially because well, like that's that's what I was kind of confused with that movie. Was I was gonna ask you like, what do you think the was the director trying to? Because my thing is, I'm like, I I do agree for the most part that like this this conservative Christian guy is being like, oh my God, you can't teach kids these things. Jesus Christ! Right? Yeah. But then at the uh, at the same time, they are doing a lot of stuff that I'm like, well, yeah, but that is not good. <laughs> like, so I'm like, so for me, I'm more so like, do you guys think that the director was, tr- like, what was the perspective that you think the director was intending to portray? I, I'm I'm absolutely sure it was just like. 
Oh yeah, this isn't Christian. This is scary. This okay, is so you do scary. think it was supposed to be like a like a religious uh, like scare? I think we're movie. supposed to be. I, I think we're supposed to be with the cop the whole You're time. You're supposed to be scared of things to come. That if we lose our religious values, this is what the world will turn to. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I can. And see it that. is scary when they when they do. It was all just a hoax, and <laughs> yeah, it's just to get up. him to come, yeah. and so they could sacrifice him. That is scary. That's but a like, scary ending. It oh, is yeah. really scary. And when you first see the huge Wicker Man, ter- oh, that's terrifying. Yeah. The, <laughs> I would be so scared. The the thing with the Wicker Man leading up to it is like, because even the whole, when I first watched that movie, I I, I don't know, I, it's one of those things like, I'm, I get that you don't have to write a movie like that, but it's just so much harder for me to get into it is if I hate the main character. And I remember the first time I watched <laughs> it, I was like, I fucking hate this guy. Yeah. And I get, at first He's it was ruining the movie for me. Because really? I was like, because I, I, I thought that I was supposed to, and I mean, like you said, I think that, Viewing it now as a modern audience is probably way different than how it was intended. Mm-hmm. But for me, I was viewing it as this guy's actually trying to solve this mystery. And I wanted him <laughs> to be solving it. But the whole time I was like, this motherfucker is being so <laughs> annoying. Like, and yeah. just ugh, like, I, I hated that whole part. But like, uh, when he goes to the school and the girl, he opens the desk and that like beetle is Skull walking around the nail on the string. Yeah. I was like, this is evil, man. I don't like this at all. <laughs> and he, and she's just like, uh, yeah, he really doesn't like it. He's like, well, why are you doing it then? <laughs> yeah. He's like, he doesn't like, he just goes I, the same way every time. This, I don't know. I can't describe why a lot of this movie is scary, but I think this movie is really scary. Like mm-hmm. there's like just the fact that like this whole town is just, well, at first, like this whole town, it seems to be like in on like, oh yeah, well she's she's missing and gone. Or we don't know who that like, is. Like it seems it does seem like they killed her, yeah. and it's cool when you find out like, oh no, she's not alive, and or she she's is alive. In on it. And then not only that, she's in on it, and she yeah. tricks him into it too. It's just like, God, I love that. It's scary. At one of the scenes that I don't remember watching, I don't remember seeing it the first time, but I definitely noticed that the second time is there's a part where he like leaves the pub in like the middle of the night and he just goes outside and there's just like seven people having sex and outside. it's like a weird frame oh, rate yeah. and like yeah. then they stop and they look at him and then that they keep going so and it's scary. like it's <laughs> like night and they put a spotlight on them or something yeah right? yeah that part is really funny. i was like this I was making me so uncomfortable just mostly because it's like that was one of those scenes where i was like it really is just getting my base instinct of being like i'm not supposed to be seeing this and yeah. why are they acting the way they are when they're getting caught and so i just cool. ah and i think that's why that one's that one feels so scary yeah. And Christopher Lee is really, really oh, cool yeah. in it. Lord Summer it's, Isle. It's, yeah, that's just a cool idea. Just Lord Summer Isle, and he's he's the religious leader there, and yeah. and they're and they're made they're mayday traditions of oh wearing creepy masks and running around. Yeah. That whole part where he's like going from house to house trying to find the missing girl, mm-hmm. and there's just weird stuff going on. And every place he looks, like a girl just pretends to die, and then she laughs, <laughs>, laughs at him. At him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I and I like it. I like the part where he's chasing the guy and like the like the. The, yeah. the weird little chomp chomp <laughs> costume whatever that thing is supposed to be love wicker man yeah like, uh, kind of what you already talked about like the mask and like costume design especially near the yeah. end is really unnerving it is like the mask they're wearing and the jester suit he has on is mm-hmm. just so freaky and the weird the part with like the swords and they're cutting off the people's yeah. one person's head that part was cool even mm-hmm. though they don't actually do it that's yeah. still really cool I, th- that's just one of those I guess I think it's I think it's a lot better than Children of the Corn but I just look at them as the same thing in that if someone watched it and was like, that was the stupidest movie I've ever seen, I'd be like, fair enough. <laughs> but I love it. See, and my thing is... My the, favorite movie. The Wicker Man works every time only because of the lead-up to the ending, for me. Because, like, the I, I do think my... I don't know if I'd call it a critique, but personally, I think Wicker Man kind of drags sometimes. That's fair. Like, where I'm like, oh, man, they're talking about the harvest still. But, like... <laughs> and I don't mind it, right? But I think I, I think it's honestly... It was harder to rewatch it because I just remembered, like, damn it. I want that scene to happen. And 
when it hap when it when it, it pays happens off. Uh, yeah it's just and like every like this Terrifying. is like the second or third time i've seen that scene uh it is so when when they basically do the thing where he's running through the cave with rowan and then they they come up and they basically tell him like yeah we tricked you and they just hurry and like a little bit of an exposition yeah they're just like and we tricked you and this is why and everything's gonna be fine and i and i really like that whole part where he's like you won't it won't bring your crops back like it's not gonna (laughs) god will have his and i i really like how he goes from like conservative christian like values family man who's like oh this is immoral like you cover your shoulders you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To to being like full blown martyred, like like just like <laughs> like screaming hymns and just saying like God will punish thee yeah. and like and that part is terrifying. So, yeah, like, he's like totally desperate in this. Scene. Yeah, and, and it's really freaky too because like you really get the sense that he has no control over the situation when yeah. all those people come up on the hill and he's like, I can't do anything about this. I'm about to be sacrificed. That's the one part I feel bad for him. Not yeah. even because I'm like. He's right, and God's not going to be really too happy about this, guys. Like, maybe you should think about it. But mostly just because, like, up until that point, he's being condescending and, like, to these people that he doesn't understand about their culture for no reason other mm-hmm. than that his, like, his Christian superiority of him being like, well, I, what do you mean? Like, and, and but at this point is when the movie's kind of full-blown committed to, like, okay, no, these people are, like, killers. <laughs> and then he's, like you said, just fully desperate, and he's just, like, begging basically not even begging them he's literally just begging for god to save him mm-hmm. and yeah. it is so scary and just this the pigs are screaming and yeah. just oh my Every, god everything works so well and then it just ends with it just collapsing in flames and then yeah. credits i, and think I like how it collapses and it zooms in on the sun yeah really cool. so cool i think too when he's actually in the wigger man and it's 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 happening so fast to him I think it, it does a really good job of just expressing each stage of just horror he's going mm-hmm. through. Like, at the very start, he's like, this is going to be fine. I'm going to get out of this somehow. And then he goes from, like, pleading to God. And then when he's actually in the Wicker Man, you see him, like, trying to accept it, but he can't do it. Like, yeah. he's still so <laughs> terrified. Like, especially he's just sitting there, and he's just sweating. He's like, it's going to happen. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And he's just, like, going so fast with every single, like, him he can go on and just, like, saying his last prayers, basically. And then when the flames start to get to him, he's like, oh, my God, this is uh, this is happening, this is happening. This it's, is also, it's also just, like, so awful. I mean, I've seen movies where people get set on fire and it's, like, scary or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's the most visceral just like i'm imagining myself burning to death yeah and it's awful mostly because of, people like, are singing they're, they're all singing and they're all like laughing basically not because they're like haha he's dying but they're basically like relieved they're gonna get their crops and they're just yeah. seeing it as like a it sacrifice <laughs> but like imagining the the like the fact that there's levels of animals coming up to him he's literally hearing what the pain he's gonna go through is time and time and time and then it's finally like and i just think about how it's just going to first start burning and melting his feet, and then, like, oh, my God. It's just so <laughs> terrifying to think about. I hate it. Yeah. Cool. Good movie. And, like, Midsummer is so based off of that. Oh, yeah. So inspired by Wicker Man. And does it does a lot of things way better. Oh, yeah. Both of those movies are great. That's a good double Even feature. has some really... Wicker... Midsummer even borrows some of the really long, slow parts <laughs> where nothing's happening. Midsummer's um, a long movie. Yeah. There's even a part where the... the the detective guy, I think it's when he's going up to the school, mm-hmm. and it's like another musical part, and they're singing and dancing around yeah, a pillar, the and they're like pole. all holding ribbons and stuff. And yeah. Like, this is very much like the whole May Queen mm-hmm. dance. Totally. Part, and they even have even, a May Queen. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. even Rowan is supposed to have been the May Queen for <laughs> that month or year or whatever. And they and they even go so far as to like, they hide the picture, and just like in Midsummer, there's like a picture missing. It's like, what happened to uh, something? So, yeah. 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 <sighs> cool movie. movie. And then apparently, uh, Smurf Folk Horror is like, 
Kill List, which uh, is directed by, let me see, he makes a lot of folk horror movies. Ben Wheatley, folk horror king. Apparently I watched Kill List last year. Don't remember that. <laughs> don't remember that. I made a list on Letterboxd you can go see that details why I don't remember that. I won't get into it here. But uh, yeah, that's the cool. Folk horror in general, great summer horror movies. I love folk horror. Yeah. Folk horror hits it. Other thing too that is like um, <laughs> the remake of The Wicker Man. Uh, <laughs> my mom loves that movie. I don't get why. Although there's a really, really scary part in that where they put his legs above oh, two yeah. logs and they break his yeah. knees. Oh, I remember. That fucked me up. That that, that, that scarred me pretty bad as a kid. The, the thing that. with the thing with the Nicolas Cage Wicker Man for me is it's not even like a one that's so bad it's good. It's like it's honestly just a really bad movie. Mm-hmm. Like awful, awful, awful. Nicolas Cage is really. He's really giving it his all. If it, if it was anyone else in that role, it'd be a lot less watchable, I think. If it was anyone else in that role, I don't think it would even be, like, a cult hit Mm-mm. anymore. Like, the Definitely whole bees not. scene is, like, super infamous or whatever, yeah. but, like, not nearly as it's, fun as the first one. No. And it's, like, weird. It's, like, just an island full of women, which is, like, why yeah, what is that, that to mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> why is that a part of it? <laughs> who, who plays Lord Summer Isle in the remake? Do you remember? I don't remember. Hmm. Probably nobody. My mom is always, like, yeah, the remake's way better than the original. I'm, like... <laughs> She's crazy. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean by that? I can't... Oh, my God. I gave The Wicker Man one. One star. This movie is not good. You gave it a half star. Not good. Not redeemable. <laughs> I don't think I'm ever gonna... Opinion. I'm never gonna watch that movie Oh, again. it's Sister Summer Isle. And it's Ellen Ber- Burstein. Ellen Burstein. Oh, it's the mom from Requiem for a Dream. I haven't seen And that. she's in Interstellar. She plays <clears throat> the old version of his daughter in Interstellar. Jessica Chastain? Mm-hmm. The old lady Oh, the... Version. Okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying. <laughs> she's in Wicker Man <laughs> Ellen, Bur- Ellen Burstein do you have any other like the summer movies on your list uh, like The Fog but that's not a very good movie I don't think Summer of 84 I haven't seen it but that's like a Shutter exclusive mm-hmm. like these these kids are it's really like big big Stranger Things vibes yeah there's a serial killer in their neighborhood see I don't know if I can watch that one yeah no I, I might watch it at some point apparently um, Final Girls this movie from 2015, big summer horror. It's like like her like the main character's mom is a scream queen from the 80s, and somehow they get sucked into a 80s horror movie. But it's rated PG-13. I was literally gonna watch it yesterday, and then I saw that. I'm like, oh, I don't care. Then I'm not gonna watch it. That's pretty mad reviews uh, on Letterboxd. I've also heard of like the town that is dreaded sundown. Yeah, yeah, that's one. And that's like that's kind of based on a real life thing too, which is mm-hmm. interesting. But and I I've heard that that's either. kind of what Friday the 13th kind of ripped off a little bit. Too, yeah, that sounds I'm right. Wrong. With, like, summer horror or, like, daytime horror... Like, let's go, let's go with daytime horror first. Do you... Like, with these movies, do you think that you find it more scary when it's, like, during the daytime or when, like, whatever's happening is at night? I don't think it's scarier to me, but it's, like, something... Because Children of the Corn also plays into this because that whole movie takes place in the day, too. Yeah. It's just... it's If anything, it's just a nice change of pace. And it's just, like... Okay, I can see things, and they have to approach things differently. Right. That just makes it fun to watch. See, for it's not me, necessarily scarier for me, though. For me, what about you, Jake? What do you think? For me, I think I think things happening in the daylight are scarier as long as it's done right. I think there's something really unnerving about whatever scary force is not trying to hide, and it's right, just exactly. completely yeah. just after you. It yeah. doesn't matter. See, I I agree because for me, I agree too in the sense that like I think stuff in the dark is scary, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm scared of the dark still, right? I, yeah. If, if I'm in the pitch black. I'm I'm a person that I'll, I'll bear my testimony right here. I never, I I literally never grew up being able to 
turn off the TV and go to bed. Like, I can do it now if I need to. I guess but... one of those kids that grew up with a TV in his room. Explains a lot. Uh... Oh, fuck both of you then. <laughs> Sorry. Well, it's true that, like, I remember, like, there would be times where I'd go over to, like, one of my friend's houses for, uh, like, a sleepover, and he was like, all right, good night, and turn off the lights, and it was pitch black. And I was like, what the hell are we doing? What, like, why are we do-? And I hated that, like... And I, think, I would never go to bed and whenever I'd sleep over, I'd never sleep in their room. I would just sleep in the living room or something. I, well, I think it was mostly because like we, it was like one of the things where like the I was only allowed to sleep over if I was going to go to church with them the next day. And so oh. I was like, ugh, fine. So Jeremiah's house. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, hey Jeremiah, if you're listening, uh, well, I don't I don't know where you went. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, we'll leave that in. <laughs> um. Anyways. Uh, so, like, that part of, like, the dark is scary to me, right? Like, the not knowing what's in the dark. And I also think the dark scares me when I think about the fact that, like, it's scary to me that there can be a killer or, like, a monster or whatever the thing is alone in the dark that's not scared of the dark because they're trying to get me. That part of it freaks me out. Yeah. But the daytime for me is, uh, is like, worse, mostly because of the fact that there's nowhere to hide for you or for the monster and it's like it is just freaky that it's like this is just happening in the middle of the day why is this happening i hate that like one of the best ways i heard it described is like not even really related to movies but like would you rather be there's like let's say there's a monster chasing you right amorphous monster no no (laughs) specifics about it would you rather be in the woods at night with a ton of trees that you can hide behind and you can hear it coming after you (laughs) Or in, like, a, a wide, like, super, super wide open field that's got, like, short wheat. And you can see it from really far away running after day. you. Yeah, in the mm. middle of the day. Neither. <laughs> and, and I think that, because th- in my head I imagine, like, this really big, like, round lumbering monster. And just thinking about, like, the little heat wave things in front of it and it's so far away and it's barreling towards me. <laughs> That is awful. Oh, God, and I hate thinking about that. I don't like that either. And so I think that's why the summer horror genre is like a whole different kind of... Like, I almost find comfort in, in fall horror because it's like the mood of Halloween. Yeah. Whereas summer is like... It's, it's not supposed to be that feeling. So when I'm watching those movies, I'm like, this is this is pretty scary for yeah. me. I feel like certain horror... Certain horror does not work in the daytime. So I, yeah. I just appreciate daylight horror just for like, okay, cult movies... If it, if it's in the daytime, that does make it scarier in the sense of just like it's right. just out there and it, you can see it all, you know. Right. But like monster movies, I would not that that if if there were to be a monster movie in the middle of the day, which I don't know if there is, that wouldn't be that scary to me. I guess besides like a creature movie, like like Jaws or whatever. Yeah, that's true. But that's mostly because that's it's like a horror. wild animal because it doesn't mm-hmm. understand the night or day. Like for example, I don't think Nightmare on Elm Street would work in the daytime at all. No. You know, it does kind of work in the daytime, though? Huh. Halloween. A lot of that movie set in the day. It's just standing behind a shrubbery. That's true. Disappears. The, the stalking part of that movie works in the daytime. Like, all the stuff in the first movie, I think, happens a lot in the daytime. Yeah. But I don't think he kills anyone in the daytime. He kills, uh, he kills like, one person. He kills the mechanic, I think. And that's what, it. What about Rob Zombie's Halloween? Is there a lot of... Oh! Yeah, he the, as a kid, he kills someone in the middle of the day in the woods. Yeah, that part's pretty <clears> awful. Part. Yeah, they, they both have their places, and I'm... Like I said, I like to I try to space as much horror as I can throughout the year, so it's yeah. good to have horror like this. But I mean, my favorite horror is Halloween horror. That, Definitely, that, nothing beats some fall movies. Yeah, and I think spring horror is the the hardest one. I, th- I think I think not. The more we've talked about it on this podcast, it's got to be just like kind of rainy stuff. Like I'd yeah. say, the ritual is pretty spring. Because even spring break just feels like summer. Yeah, yeah, totally. Spring Breakers is a summer horror movie. Is a summer horror movie. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, <laughs> it's not. 
not scary. <laughs> I want to see more summer horror movies. Um, I think Midsummer set a good little precedent for exactly. that. Exactly. Like, where it can be, like, just... I like Midsummer because it's, like, in the day, and it's hot, and it's, like, a summer movie for sure, but it's not necessarily... Like, it's not... They're not at the beach. It's not 4th of July. It's not like, oh, man, drinking hot dogs and beer. By the way, the <laughs> beer is hot awful. Yeah, <laughs> drinking hot dogs, chomping beer. Uh, Some glizzies. <laughs> God, yeah, Jason Jason Voorhees is the glizzy, glizzy guzzler. <laughs> he's got to take his mask off first, though. He's like that, that video of the guy twirling around and his fingers <laughs> like a tech deck. I think Midsommar is the newest summer horror that we've really seen. Yeah, I'd say so. Like, there's, like, Beach House's daylight horror. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, I saw a movie at Sundance, I think with Steven. Did you see Sweetheart at Sundance? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, Steven. That was like a... That was a daytime horror movie. Also, just, like, kind of fine, though. I think I just want to see another <clears throat> camp horror movie that's not Camping bad. or campy? Camping. Yeah. That's not bad. It's been, I think Cabin in the Woods is, like, the last... Well, I guess in Midsummer they're kind of camping. Yeah, I was going to say, Midsummer's probably the closest to it. But, like, but I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mind having a, a remake of Sleepaway Camp that's not the basis of Sleepaway Camp. Right. But that's, like, a full... Like, just a Wet Hot camp. American Summer, but a horror movie. Yeah would be a lot of fun i think very fun we'll see we'll try and I would let's, die we'll, for that let's fan cast a uh a, a horror wet hot american summer paul Who's, rudd he would amy poehler <laughs> bradley, bradley cooper, cooper. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, velma velma <laughs> <laughs> that's fucked up i don't <laughs> this is like the road to basically our halloween season sprinkled now from now until October, we're going to sprinkle a couple of different horror episodes, and there's quite a few movies that we talked about today that we're going to talk about at length over yeah. the next few weeks. We're going to do a Jaws episode, yeah, a Friday the 13th. 13th episode. Yeah. We'll at some point do Ari Aster, I think, sometime in September. Yeah. So we'll we'll like we'll do like these small little building blocks towards our, our Halloween season where we're going to go full-blown wall-to-wall, like October Halloween season stuff. Very excited. If there's any listeners out there that are like, I can't believe they didn't mention this summer horror movie. Yeah, please let, let us, us know. know. Yeah. Not even as like a ooh comment down below. Ooh, blah, blah, blah. Like literally, like I would like to. I have a list. I would like to add it. Yeah, to the exactly. List. Even if I've never seen it, I'll add it to my watch list. Yeah. Also, I think my last <clears throat> note that I would say in summer horror, we can absolutely do for a climate change summer horror movie. Well, it's an example of that. Oh, you just mean okay? They, yeah, I'm okay. saying like that's what we want. Like that's what I that's what I'm that's what I'm waiting for next is for there to be a summer horror movie that has to do with the heat rising of the. the yeah, global. we should do some cli- We should get some climate change horror. That's not a thing yet. I think you form. got like day after tomorrow. Yeah. Which, which isn't explicitly day day like cl- climate change, but it's it not even is. horror either. But it is a cool movie. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. I guess it's got. Who's in that? Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. See, I almost said Tobey Maguire. <laughs> You're right. I guess they do kind of look a little similar. What can I say? Next week, we are talking about... Christopher Nolan. Mr. Christopher Nolan. God, I'm excited. We, uh... We, we we've decided, been shitting on him for yeah. so long. <laughs> yeah, we decided... For my birthday, I wanted to give him some shout-outs. Gotta give him a fair shake for Ethan's birthday. We're gonna dude be... Hasn't made, dude hasn't made a movie that's less than great, in my opinion. Yeah. I think by this time next week... We're going to pretend like we were never mad at Christopher Nolan. It's and just, Tenet's not out, so... It's just interesting to me that we could be doing an episode next week literally about the exact same thing, but also because we had just seen Tenet. Oh, well. One day. Next year. So, if you've never heard of Christopher Nolan, I guess, <laughs> and you don't even know where to start or you just want to revisit Christopher Nolan, Inception, Memento, those are the monolith yeah. film cast boys' recommendations for the week. And Prestige, if you haven't seen it. And Prestige. That's probably yeah. one of his lesser-known ones. 
Skip the Dark Knight. Everyone's seen it. Yeah. Watch some of his. Watch something you have never seen from Christopher Nolan. If you're a Christopher Nolan, watch head. following on Criterion Channel. If you have that, that's I'm his watch first that movie. Soon, I think it's a cool movie. But that is what we will be talking about <clears throat> next week. Thanks for listening to us this week, though. Again, just a quick shout out to the music, which is by Cassette Drift. You can follow them on Bandcamp, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you listen to music. I'm Isaac. You can follow me on Twitter at Isaac Raman or Letterboxd at IsaacR97. Uh, you can follow me on Letterboxd at Vivuda or Twitter at Moonscented underscore. Mm-hmm. And I'm Dead Man's Bones. The O is a zero in both of those things. Yeah. We're talking about Dead Man's Bones. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> um, if, that's, if that's like a lot, if that's a lot, of, a lot of at signs and a lot of things to remember <laughs> and you just want to follow us specifically as a podcast, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Monolith Pod. That's where we post all of our new episodes, post updates. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye.